This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Billy Bum's Bottom Shelf Bourbon. Billy Bum's Bottom Shelf Bourbon, the Panhandler's premium beverage. You've been standing on the corner holding a cardboard sign all day. Finally, someone throws a couple of dimes at you. It doesn't matter that it was high schoolers who just needed something to hit you with because now you can take that break you deserve and get yourself some Billy Bum's Bottom Shelf Bourbon. I've been I've been standing on the side all day and the caterpillar is moving. And I, I, I don't know that the elementary spot, and you can tell because Gene Shallot d- doesn't play bingo anymore. That's why I drink Billy Bums. We put it on the bottom shelf because that's where it goes. Billy Bums bottom shelf bourbon. It's the cheapest. <laughs> Hello and welcome. Thank you for cracking another Road Soda, episode 101. It's a warm one for you. Yeah, 101 carbonations. Mm-hmm. Get it? It's one of those sodas 101. that you forgot yeah. was in the car. Exactly. You grabbed it. Mm-hmm. It's room temperature. That's the 101. Uh, anyway, <laughs> on this episode, we talk about the moral implications of tossing a baby at an, at an Applebee's. Yeah. How, how do you think they're throwing it at the Applebee's? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Uh, and your data is worth more than oil. What are we going to do about it? I am Isaiah Cooper, and with me on this episode is Justin Mitchell and Patrick McGillicuddy? Of Hula Hoop. Of Hula Hoop. Patrick, uh, again with us, uh, Greg is still MIA, but I keep saying we're gonna uh, he's going to be back, so don't worry. He's uh, taking a little sabbatical, and... Uh, He'll be back ripe and ready to continue chatting with us. That's just how, you know, mm-hmm. that's how it goes out here. But we have these two wonderful dudes that keep this cast a rolling, Mr. Justin Mitchell and uh, Patrick. McGillicuddy. And I, McGillicuddy. Uh, Thanks for having me, by the way, and I hope that everybody's not, you know, sick of me. It's been like four weeks now. They're I don't like, think so, I'm man. Not, like, I'm not sick of you. Thanks, We're not Pat. sick of you, man. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. We're not doing it for them. Yeah. Guys, if you ever want to write into the show, uh, questions, comments, anything, you can always just write into roadsodamail at gmail.com. Send us your mailing address and you get an awesome little uh, postcard. Finally, Justin got his postcard. I did. It is on my fridge. I'm actually going to take a picture and send it in. Check that shit out. For the Instagram. You don't get one. Did you actually write in or did he give it to you without having to write in? Because this is really fucking important. I wrote really in. Fucking I wrote in. Of course I wrote in. What did you write in? And what say you, what the... And say what you wrote in. <laughs> You've got a scratchy neck. I don't know what... <laughs> just scratching his neck all of a sudden. Oh, Very methodically. Is it hot in here? He didn't write in, yet he got it. So then what's his shit about having to write in? You do, I mean, I mean, you can also just maybe uh, be like a guest on the I've show. I've been trying to write in, but I can't think of what to say. <laughs> and he gets a... Okay. That's it's all right. No, you'll it's think kind of something. Of, no, it's it's. Yeah. You'll, you'll think of something. You're a smart guy. Yeah, I think I got something. I now. think you got something. Yeah. <laughs> you'll write in, and he will get his free postcard, and everyone else will. Guys, you know what? What else helps is I noticed that somebody actually. This was a few weeks ago. And I keep neglecting to to actually bring it up, but somebody. Oh no! This just completely. Is disappeared. that an iPhone? Uh yeah. 
fuck, that's why. Oh, what? Do you think it, it fucked up because it's an iPhone? Yeah, this yeah. time say it's an Android. Is that an Android? It, uh, the whole thing just froze. Fuck, that's why. Somebody <laughs> just actually, uh, somebody wrote a, a, a review. Oh, sweet. I, I just typing in. Yeah, so guys, if you if wherever you're listening to us, whether it's on Spotify or Google Play or you're maybe listening on Stitcher, you can actually like it or subscribe and then write a review, and that helps us out. And somebody did write a review, and uh, it can, it comes up right when you click the, the show and you go down and you read it. It says, uh, somebody says, oh, it says Monday. This was actually posted on, on Monday by Miss, uh, Miss Turbo. <laughs> Said, good one. I like it. You'll love it. I'm important. <laughs> Yo, Miss Turbo. That's, that's great. fantastic because it's like because I was about to be like, well, who are you, Miss Turbo? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's important. Like, yeah. Oh, fuck, oh my god. Yeah, if you were confused. Well, I never. Uh, this one. Right in again, Miss Turbo. Uh, funny and captivating factual infotainment that makes Monday fun. Who would have uh, a variety show for your ears? This one is. This is a un unbiased review. <laughs> This one is, uh, yeah, my favorite podcast, unofficial president, and this is from the unofficial president of the Road Soda Podcast Fan Club. So, yeah, guys, if you uh, like or you can you, know, you can rate it, however you want to do it, we love seeing those reviews, and it helps you know helps other people find the the show, and you can do that. So, even if you're not important, even if you're not important, you can still it still helps. Yeah, helps. yeah, you can still do it. It's okay. But thanks everybody for you know of course as always for listening. Hey, Dave, can I talk to you for a minute? What's going on? I was driving to work and I hit a bum. He's dead. I panicked and I put him in the trunk of my car. Now I don't know what to do. That's a no-brainer. Just check into a Motel 9. How is staying in a motel going to help me? It's not just a motel. It's a Motel 9. You know, they'll close the blinds for you. At Motel 9, discretion is our obsession. With unstable floors and soundproof walls, no one hears a thing. And none of the staff speaks a lick of English. And our unique wide pipe plumbing can handle 10 pound load flushes. You can make anything disappear 10 easy pounds at a time. Like your neighbor's Shih Tzu or a stripper. At Motel 9, you can rest easy. We'll close the blinds for you. Hey, Bill, uh, can I show you something in my trunk? Hourly and nightly rates starting at $25. Knock, knock. Who's there? It's news, motherfucker, coming in right the front door. You just let the news in if you open up the door. It doesn't even have to break in. <laughs> Guys, here we are with some... What's up? I thought that turned into a memory game. He was going to have to say who, like all oh, she said. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Who? Yeah. Who? Oh, okay. Knock, knock, who? <laughs> who? Who is there? Oh, I gotta, oh man, I got to say the news. It's yeah, bra- mother, news, news motherfucker. It's breaking yeah, in your front door. You don't even have to let it in. It's why they call it breaking news is what you're going to say next. You? Break in news. Who? Ooh, the news. Jefferson. Mo- <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all my first name. Oh, man. Uh, but but on a serious note, guys. Yeah. Newborn found dead in a trash can after mother gives birth in Applebee's restaurant. No fucking way. That's no way. There's no way. This came from ABC7, WWSS. <laughs> no idea. It happened. <laughs> yeah. So that's a credible source, man. Wow, that's... This is, uh... It's one of those things where the whole title is, for the most part, or the whole... The entire article is, for the most part, in the article. Right. In the title. This only went one way. And then when they get paid by the word, you know, and the articles are like... It's just basically the headline worded four different ways. 
you're not going to ruin it by reading it, right? Like, we can speculate on... Yeah, you want to speculate? This could only have happened one way, the way I see it. How many ways do you see that this could have happened? What do you mean? So she went and into she, the bathroom. She had a baby, and she then a baby. she threw it away. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's what's amazing yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. So... <laughs> what other so way? Presumably, <laughs> the baby must have died, and she just went, I don't want the paperwork... Right, like she didn't throw away a lot. It's not like Sling Blade, right? Well, where, you don't where, know. You, so, you, you, are you aware of the show? I didn't know I was pregnant. No, I'm aware of Sling Blade though. The <laughs> <laughs> I'm more connect with the Sling Blade. But no, what's what's your show? There's a show. Uh, I believe it's either on TLC or A and D or one of those things. It's I didn't know I was pregnant, and it's about women. And if, it's a documentary show. It's a real show about real people, and they women uh, have to hate these women. They have a child. Yeah. And then they, it is, and it's a surprise. They go, I had no idea I was pregnant. And women hate it because they're like, I've been complaining about my nine, for nine months. My feet hurt, my back hurts. letting the whole thing out of the bag going, I didn't even notice. I didn't even notice. But you would would hate that. What, that makes you think what kind of, what kind of day-to-day stomach indigestion, (laughs) like bubble gut gas, are you already living with? Exactly. To then have a baby in there and it's like, Status quo. Yeah, Status quo, Doc. Everything's foster life. Like, yeah. I thought I was getting abs because my stomach got <laughs> it was, it stiffer. Got tight. It got tight. Yeah. I, was, I, always, I thought it was from the beer I was drinking. I yeah. always boil my macaroni and pickle juice. It's just what I like. It's not, <laughs> this is exactly. nothing new. You know? This doesn't sound bad. It's, yeah. It actually sounds delicious. Yeah. Vinegar. I got a, I got a macaroni uh, food truck that I, I'd love to try that out in. Yep. Brian Aroni. <laughs> we should cut that. So Copyright. Soda. Irving, Soda. Texas is where this happened. So Sarah, I think Sarasota uh, reported on this. My Sun Coast reported on this, but it happened in Irving, Texas. Even they were like, "This is fucking nuts." <sighs> Police in Texas are searching for a mother after Applebee's employees found a dead newborn inside the restroom trash can. Uh, she didn't even walk it out to the back. That's- so she didn't even cover it up with toilet paper then, because if I'm if I'm well, maybe the guy was dumping the trash can. It was like paper towel, <laughs> paper towel. <laughs> right. <laughs> And then, Shit, like, that's not right. What was that? Yeah, that's. Nah, <laughs> oh, you learn a lot in this job. You I just know that. Dump it and you let it go, <laughs> just man. Dump it, dump. it was the third we, one this we week. We don't want to show up on ABC Seven, man. Basically, basically, it happened exactly how you said it would happen. There's, no. they don't know where she is. They're trying to find her. Uh, but it is, yeah, it's really fucking sad. Anyway, let's go to a another story. This one's. I, I put in my own little note for this one. It's hilarious boiling prank. Let's go to the hilarious, <laughs> hilarious boiling prank. This is gotta be. It's bound to be hilarious. I, I, I like laughing. So authorities child oh, poured boiling water on friend as a prank. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you like that? It's a picture of a kid, and it, he looks like it's a. It's a, that's not a sunburn. No. That is, uh, Kentucky authorities say they're filing charges against the mother of a child. Accused of pouring boiling water on an 11-year-old son, uh, boy, as a prank. Did he explain the prank? I would love. To. Uh, the mother? Did the mother? Because the mother did, was the one that did it. Did, yeah. Did yeah. Whoever did. What was the prank? Like, so they were supposed to laugh. It's supposed. To, yeah, it's funny. You that, know. That you, you know. It's like a, ha ha ha. We it got just, boiling water. Boiling water. Time time out, time out. Do you see this? It's it's a there. Apparently, there is a viral thing called the hot water challenge. Yeah. Can you? Oh. Where you drink or put boiling water on yourself? Yeah. Or someone else. Shoot. Or you don't. Or you just do it to someone else, like when they're sleeping or something. God, I lost touch with comedy because I'm not. I'm not that saying, is really funny. 
I'm not seeing how that's a twist. When you, you say, because usually with comedy, <laughs> you know, when you say this is a boiling bucket of water, you know if that's the first thing they said, it's not a boiling So it should be like what, ice? Ice cold. So, they come kind of, of lizards. so they're telling me it's the ice bucket challenge. <laughs> I'm joking. It's, it's, you know, but it's boiling water. It's boiling. Then it would be a joke. Yeah. I think that the I boiling it. water. Very constructive. Very constructive <laughs> criticism. The boiling water should be a bucket of lizards. And you're like, mm-hmm. it's the boiling yeah. water challenge. And then they go, yeah, and then it's, it's a just bucket. a bunch of lizards. And they're like, you know, whatever your reaction is. Some, some people might be super into it. Some people might be into the lizards. <laughs> the lizards. Yeah, some people I'm, might continue to scream. Some people, uh, I get the joke. Yeah. Because it's a... <laughs> it's it's, it's going to take a while. Lizards to are lizards. not boiling water. That bit, that would be funny because I would think about like, how much time did it take to get this bucket of lizards? Yeah, you right. really believed in the joke. It wasn't even, it wasn't even her, her yeah. own son. The friend's mother, forty-two year old. This isn't a joke. Then that's just a horrible lie. She just hates that kid. And he's to been cover s- abuse. It, yeah, the kid's like it's like his third night in a row sleeping over. Johnny Cochran, the prank clause. It's <laughs> <laughs> like you not... can find yourself in hot water, L- or under hot water. Yeah, just say, guys. Oh, this is a joke. Some fun notes. I don't even remember what this one. Some fun notes. I don't remember what this article is about. But let's. Uh, accused tempe trespasser leaves bizarre notes to victim. He has Rita Cruz tattooed across his throat. Yeah, across his throat. He got a tattoo down there on his throat, which usually means what? That his pimp. I thought women put tattoos on their neck of the their pimps. So that's his. Do you think that's his hoe? That is that what it would Maybe be? Maybe it is his pimp. That's the only neck tattoo culture thing I got. It was from a uh, harsh times with. Uh, with uh, uh, what's his face? I don't know. Who, Batman. Batman. Christian Bell. Christian. Harsh yeah, times. Did you say harsh times? No, I didn't. Yeah, they they said if you have a neck tattoo, it, it means it's the person like in charge. Of you. Oh, so re- maybe that's his mom. I think it symbolizes like a collar. Or something. Yeah. That's oh, that I like that. I get it. I yeah. get it. That should. Uh, Rita. Uh, Rita. That, that's pretty progressive. It's because Rita sounds to it's me very, as a feminine name. I like that uh, mm-hmm. angle. It's a very progr- yeah. This, so you're saying this is a progressive <laughs> this mug? I wish you could see. Yeah, it's a very big progressive man. Yeah, I've never seen someone smiling and frowning so much at the same time. That that's a right. smirk, a squint, a snarl. This it's, is a- there's a lot. There's, this picture is telling yeah. a, a couple mm-hmm. of words, huh? Mm-hmm. Right. Tempe police have arrested a man accused of trespassing in a woman's apartment, stealing valuable jewelry, and leaving some bizarre notes on a notepad on her kitchen counter. Arsenio Cruz, uh oh, so he's got the same last name as Rita Cruz. He's an Arsenio yeah. Cruz, huh? 30 faces a felony count of, cr- sorry, yeah, he's 30 years old, faces felony count of criminal trespass. The incident happened January 15th, but Cruz hasn't, wasn't arrested until this month. Hmm. Back in January, a woman was sleeping in her Tempe apartment when she woke up and heard noise just before midnight, but she thought it was her cat, so she went back to sleep. <laughs> Meow. Yeah, see with he's just, that's what I do. And the, yeah, every time yeah. I break in, you know. And someone, I think they woke him. I don't have a cat. That oh, must be the cat. Any, yeah, cat's list. Cat. <laughs> I only rob house with we, cat. We have a cat. <laughs> so basically, what happened was she woke up, and then she woke up again, and she saw him standing there, shoot. and then he oh, ran out. Shoot. And then she found that this, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a, still it was committing a, to his cat. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was a it was a man. It was a cat. Yeah. It was a, it, he meowed like a cat, but he was walking like a man. Uh, and he stole uh, he stole some jewelry from her. And he also... So what this article is about is that he left some notes for her on a notepad. Can't wait to hear this. The suspect wrote his name as Jimmy uh, Grody. And that he lived in an apartment there. And then in prison cities. <laughs> the police... The, the police. The police... Sorry. The leasing, the leasing... Wow. The leasing office later confirmed that no one by that name lives <laughs> at the... 
What do you mean there's no... I thought that was a surefire. Wouldn't you pick, like, John Smith or something? No. That's there's got to be a Jimmy Grody in here. Jimmy Grody. It looks like it. Jimmy Grody, yeah. Uh, the notes contain statements like, I don't think anything. I thought this was my apartment. What do you mean? I didn't... Oh, I didn't take anything. I thought this was my apartment. I'm sorry. P.S. You are gorgeous. Love you. Take wow. care. Signed with Zodiac symbol. Wow. Some of the things he stole was um, he stole a couple of books, one of them being the Zodiac Killer book. Stole that book. Stole nah, that book, and then he signed it with the Zodiac name. Uh, another statement read... Uh-oh, it's trying to sign into Steam here. Another statement read, You might wonder why. It's because you are home, smiley face. It was very clean and cozy. Right. But there's no way, presumably, for the victim to respond to it. So what pleasure is he deriving? You just don't get it. I don't get it. He is getting out. He's getting some pleasure though. But he doesn't he can't confirm that she even read it, what her reaction would be. He didn't have to. He's living in his own reality, man. He left some yeah, he is. He left some he left some notes, uh, some other notes where quotes from Revelations and the poem by Mary Shelley Ozymandias. This is yeah. No, I'm sorry. I, oh, man, I wish I, I <laughs> You just pushed a, a thought in my head. This would be a great way to get honest criticism from your friends. You break into their house, leave like a bit that right. you want, and then you come in like, "Oh, someone broke in." They're like, yeah, and they left this fucking really? shitty pedantic <laughs> like hack note and you're like, "I thought it was over." Right. I thought it was right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That that joke sucks. Yeah. And they won't they'll be another wiser. You don't have to take it on the chin. You don't have to take it on the yeah. chin, because that's the worst part about a joke, is people telling you, what, two, yeah. there's two more left, all right, so what, what I like to do, oh, go ahead, please. Uh, I was just, that was just so quick, I'm just saying, but the whole thing, <laughs> I just like to think that the whole thing was him leaving that note, yeah. everything else was incidental, he was like, oh, I'm already here, I I'm already here, I'm already, already, I'm right, and he's sitting there looking, like we had like a, <laughs> he's <laughs> like, he's that like, way do he's I, tearing pages out, he's coming out, and he's like, while well, I'm here, I'll take this lamp, I guess. <laughs> A six thousand dollar. I think the ruse is that he's a burglar. I think instead he's he's a poet. He's some street poet. Yeah. This is Banksy, like uh, type of stuff. This mm -hmm. is he he's writing these like that personalized poems, mm -hmm. and he really wants to affect the world. One person, one sleeping person at a time. But just like Banksy, he knew that anonymity was what was going to get mm -hmm. anyone talking about it. But they caught him, I guess. So. He just incidentally it was like stealing. He's like, ah, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. You're you're right. That's a that's that I is I brought my own probably, paper and pencils, so right. like these I need to recoup. The last two, what I like to do here, Justin's familiar, is I'm going to read to you actually there's three. I'm gonna to read to you three little headlines that I wrote. Okay. And then you can choose which ones. Uh Snake Bite, he Eminem'd that bitch, or Weekends in Jail. Damn, this is harder than normal. Pat Pick Which one of those sticks out to you the most? You want me to, I can one read them again. Definitely sticks out, but I want to know if Justin can correctly choose, choose. which one. Which one is the accurate one, or which one is the one Pat's look, looking at? Well, no, there's one that's definitely the one to choose. I just don't know if anyone else in this I room knows. Oh yeah, I, uh, I, mean, I think I have an inkling. Yeah. I, I Snake bite. Know, I want to know the Eminem. He Eminem that bitch. That's not, that's not the one. Weekends in jail. So. I, Weekends in jail. I just I like the the the, the optimism. It, it implies it's probably not going to deliver, but it's just like weekends in jail. Right. 
But, it, but Eminem, I just don't like the bitch is my least favorite word. Really? That's that the whole thing about it. Yeah. It's the only word that was specifically designed to denigrate somebody. If you look at anything else, it wasn't originally that. But a bitch... A bitch was originally a female like you're dog. dog. Well, I know, but isn't that, I thought that was where it, it came was from. Actually, you're like, you're a dog. Right. What it be, uh, originally, it was a dog. Yes, they then yeah. adapted it to, to really hurt somebody. It's so harsh. It, yes, it is. So yeah. we... Sh- what do you think? Let's Stay do Weekend in Jail. Weekends in Jail. Cunt. <laughs> ah, now that I'm okay with. Michigan man sentenced to weekends in jail for poisoning ex-wife's coffee. It's exactly what you wow. thought it wasn't. <laughs> you say it's probably not going to deliver. No, so this guy was poisoning his wife, his soon-to-be ex-wife's coffee regularly. She felt on her way to work like all sick and shit. She was, she, so she set up some cameras to find out what it was. And uh, he did it because she was going to divorce him. And uh, what did she think was happening? Like, she knew Holy this guy shit. for however long they were married. She knew what he was capable of, and then she was taking coffee. Here you go, honey, yeah. here's some coffee every morning. That is amazing. If I had the suspicion to that someone's poisoning me so much so that I'm going to put in cameras, I would say, stop making my coffee she, first. She'd still <laughs> before, drink the coffee. Before I would do, but the, thing, the fact that she wasn't in a position to say, I'll make my own coffee. Right, she couldn't Instead, just like Instead, I gotta get a Starbucks spy kit, or, and then right. I'm gonna I'm gonna wash this. There's no good answer to that question. It's like reading your girlfriend's texts. It's never gonna be satisfying. It's either yeah. can confirm what you don't want confirmed, or you're gonna go, why well, didn't catch him this mm-hmm. time? Yeah, and I came in. So why not just say, don't make my coffee? I'll make my own. Well, she got she caught him. She caught him doing it. She caught him putting stuff right in there, and it was satisfying for her. Uh-huh. And because uh, then she took him to, to jail, or she took him to court, and they, uh, you know. Took, she she, she took poisoned it. Look at the, the video, him. and he said. But anyway, the, the real big thing is that the the judge said, uh, "You're going to we. You're going to. She should be sentenced for like attempted murder, but he's really just a set. Uh, I don't remember exactly. So it doesn't was. disrupt his work week. Yeah, exactly. Wow. That's what the the, which honestly, she's like, I want him in jail forever, but the what if he judge, worked at a coffee? Yeah, what if he worked place? at a coffee shop? <laughs> Would they still be like, oh? Just poison somebody, not on your own time. <laughs> yeah, of course she's still working here. Yeah. I don't know, man. But it, that's, that's I guess, the outrage is the fact that he is uh, only sentenced to weekends. If, Probably if, so he can continue to pay alimony when if, he needs to. If he was a heart surgeon, a, a mm-hmm. prenatal heart surgeon, and he had a big surgery tomorrow, and he was just caught poisoning his wife, shouldn't we let him not be in jail to, to, save, a life? to save that baby heart? Maybe he maybe is that the perfect crime? Did I just, did I just break crime? If, so you, if you have a vital job, you can commit any crime you want. Yeah. Like a neurosurgeon, I like that. I'm in the wrong line of work. Yeah, yeah. Let him, you let him, let him do it. Uh, you're off for this because no one else can do your job. Would you, but could, would you, or would you put them in jail and just say that baby? Only like, on the weekend. Fuck you. Like at least you're not in a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'd put him in jail only on the week, uh, only on the weekends, like he did. Jesus. Smart on weekends. thing. I love it. Check it. It's like Otis from Andy Griffith Show. I think Greg would get this reference. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't know. He, 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 he would, in. yeah, let yeah, himself yeah, in yeah. and out. He was, he was like an honoree. Yeah. Honor, yeah. He's, he, thank you for uh, checking back into jail this weekend. So that's the news, man. You like that? I do. I have more to say on all of those, though. I mean, Justin didn't chime in too. What do you, what do you think about uh, the baby in the in the basket? Uh, wait, the baby in the basket? I think it's yeah. fine to throw him in the garbage, but I feel like if you commit murder, you're allowed to go heal them. But here's the thing. Can we prove him. that she murdered that baby? It could have been a stillborn. Could have been the, so if the you have a, Are you allowed to throw away a stillborn baby? Man, I want this to go to trial. 
I would love to oh, hear sure the arguments. Because you would think if it's just, it would be like throwing away a tumor. How do you prove that it was a miscarriage, though? They, they, can they well, tell well, that it was... But you're I'm innocent until sure proven guilty, so you're just like, you have to they, you have to prove it was so alive. So the burden of proof on them... Is, yeah. is going to be on the uh-huh. state so to right, prove right. that it was, she yeah. threw away a live baby. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like... Th- I mean, that's... It's an interesting... That I, is interesting. Can you... Is it... You just throw it in the trash. I'm just... It's useless now. Throw it in the... That's an (laughs) amazing thing. She won't just leave it somewhere. Like, there's that care to not have it be someone else's problem. Yeah. This is... Not her problem. To get it... Yeah, but I'm saying she she could have left it in the the stall or she could have, you know... Bus boy is like, at one time I've... What's the yeah the weirdest thing? What's you've the ever craziest <laughs> thing you've ever found in the girls? Well, the girls' restroom is really the craziest That's place. Right. I'm telling you right, right now. <laughs> this episode of Road Soda is brought to you by ByMoodLand.net. Hi, I'm Larry Bird. Due to a government loophole, I now own half the moon, all of the front part. The Chinese own the rest. What am I gonna do with a whole half a moon? That's why I'm selling it to you by the acre. That's right, Moonland. It's an investment. You can till it, develop it. Why don't you start a garden? Some folks like to lease their Moonland. The Indians used to think we were stupid to own land. Boom, boom, pow, wow, can't own land. <laughs> but now who's stupid? Not you. And you gotta stay that way by purchasing Moonland at $1,500 per acre. I know what you're thinking. Larry, only $1,500? Are you sure you're not stupid? I'm not. I just want to make sure you don't disappoint your kids by leaving them with something useless, like heirloom jewelry. Don't disappoint your kids. Buy the most luxurious space property in space. www.buymoonland.net. Buy some Moonland today. Hey, Justin, Patrick, why don't you... Why doesn't everybody just want 101 this son of a gun? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. 101. Yeah. You know what 101 means? What does it mean? Uh, it's like the, the the psychology class that you take when you're at Duke. Yeah. That's <laughs> the next one that you Throw have. Back. They don't take Throw. that. Psychology fail. 101. Takes a pass fail or, you know, you didn't pass it or fail. Or you didn't fail. Why do they name classes 101 like that? Uh, because it's usually um, the first three digits would be like the so the first digit would probably be the college so this is the college of English or the college of geography or the college of whatever medicine the second digit would probably be like the type of class so this is the college of marine biology and this would be wildlife ecology and then the third digit would be the even further breakdown, and then one, two, three, four, five would be the levels of the course. Wow. And also, I actually think now they've changed, they haven't changed it, now they do it a little differently to where I think the first digit is the level. So, like, I've taken 6,000 level classes, those are master's level classes, 4,000 level classes would be senior level classes. Then the second digit would be, so it would be like senior, master, you know, whatever level classes. And I think they go from one to eight thousand, and then the second digit would probably be the College of. So this is a master's level program in the College of Geospatial Sciences. It is a you know Python computer science programming course, and it is the second level. Did you get that? Yeah, I, I and we need to know this. I mean, like, he, like what? He he asked, I, I, I don't know. No, no. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Wow, like, you took that the worst way possible. He asked. <laughs> and you think you're a human being? Like now that you've seen these? No, I went. Um, is that I'm supposed to know that as a student? Because I didn't know that, and I made it through. Okay, like who? Who's that information for? Those I think it's just clerical. Yeah, I mean, or, yeah. I, I I just figured it out by happenstance. Hmm. Um, um, 
Uh, I literally thought 100 just meant it was the first of the courses. 101, 102, 103 just meant that like it's the progression. Sure. That's what it's it like. Seemed. It's like a hotel. The first digits represent the the the, 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 the floors. floors. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's that's for sure. Just like a hotel. Just college some, is like a hotel. Like a hotel. I've been to yeah a lot of colleges. There's been a lot of hotels. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. different. Uh, one here's something interesting I found out uh, when I was just looking about looking at 101. It started giving the the number 101 in uh, like different base. So in ternary or uh, quaternary, quinary, cenary. Mm-hmm. So, so these are all you are familiar with what these are? Hexadecimal. I know about that one. <laughs> so this one, du- so duodecimal would be base 12. So what the number for 101 is if you were counting base 12. Gotcha. That's what all these are. This is this is base uh, 20. Veg- uh, vigisimal is base 20. Base 20. What would you need this for? What, like some kind of computing? It's going to be, I mean, computing, sure, but it's 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 essentially. Uh, I think that's discovery in mathematics. Is what they're talking about. So, do you know that they're still finding numbers? Because even though we we can conceptually understand that it's uh, infinite, we don't. It's still finite because there's still a number that we've like every new number is a discovery as right. it goes forward, and we are literally discovering numbers going forward. So this is a compression. All mathematics is a compression of that information. Right. So you can don't have to put in like especially in calculus. Uh, you could have a, a, a thousand digits to this number that you need, and especially like rocket science, you need all thousand. Like you, you've seen a your calculator just quit after seven yeah. decimal points. There's thousands that you might need to be the difference between the challenger blowing up and not blowing up. Even though that was an O-ring, so that's probably a bad example. But like the, the thing you're. But target, if that O-ring knew calculus, knew calculus, <laughs> then it, it wouldn't. I get it. It, it. Could, it right. could fix it. So it's it's just compressing the data. Is all I'm imagining that is. I could. So two T thirty six is. What uh, I think that's base thirty. It doesn't even have a name yet. Yeah. It's just base thirty six. It gave up right there. It like, gave up. Right it, this gave up. The Greeks didn't think of thirty six. So never did base thirty six. <laughs> so one hundred and one is like one more after one hundred, man. That's right. And here we are in the hundred and first episode. What about you, Justin? What is? Yeah. How does it lend to your to your life? One hundred and one is in that George Orwell book, nineteen eighty four. That's the torture chamber. Is one hundred okay? So it's room one hundred and one. Really? Yeah, oh, it was. I, yeah, what's yeah. the room that you throw away useless things into? Remember that same one? room. No. That's what I'm like. you torture <laughs> that shit. Yeah. We don't need it. Torture it. Yeah. I never, I never pain. read nineteen eighty five, so I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of aware. The, the sequel. The sequel. <laughs> yeah. Nineteen eighty four. I didn't read nineteen eighty four either. Or eighty three. Because he didn't read eighty three. He didn't want to be lost. Right. And then I did a, I did see that movie 101 Crustra- uh, Crustaceans, where uh, Glenn Close was trying to get a bunch of blue crab shells to put together for a prom dress. I remember yeah. that yeah. now. Yeah, that was I saw that. 101 yeah, Crustaceans. Crustaceans. Well, that was like an Amazon yeah. original. Uh, yes, it was. But it was before Amazon Prime even really existed. It didn't take off. It was, you know, back in... One hundred and one oh four. The last mm. crab was like the Rudolph character. That was yeah. like no one's gonna need me. It was, it was yeah. red. Yeah. It was hundred. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Yeah. He's gonna need the first. One. <laughs> <laughs> and then, what about you know when I think about one hundred and one, mm-hmm. I think about like the massive amounts of media and books that are like one hundred and one ways to to X. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a marketing strategy. It's kind of like eleven herbs and spices. It's an upset. Like, oh yeah. It's to it's the one more so it, it like glatches onto your brain a little more because right. ten is just so round and. 
They're like, that, you know, normal. Shit, that's a prime number. I'm going to learn a lot right now. Yeah. So it wasn't direct competition. Like, there was 100 tips there, and a guy goes, I can come up with at least one more. <laughs> yeah. Put it right next yep, to it. Yep. What are you going to buy? Yep. Yeah. And you, now you, it's... Yeah, you don't want to miss out. Mm-hmm. No. So that 101st, I've never read a 101st tip book, uh, nothing in that genre. Is the 101st one the one you're really getting to? Like, is that the one that oh, you think it builds? solidifies? No, it? they're all interchangeable. It doesn't, it's doesn't all matter. Just... You can pick think, that up. I think anytime. no matter what the book is, 101 is the same. It's the same like life lesson, you know, and it's it's basically like it's not about the destination, it's about the journey and the friends you make along the way. That's mm-hmm. one hundred and one, gotcha. no matter what book it is. You could is. probably duplicate a few of those if it's one hundred and one, <laughs> and people won't remember. I think right. they do. Yeah. I think they duplicated a few. Yeah, yeah. seventy three and twenty three are the same. Yeah, it's like an ad lib workshop for books. Yeah, one hundred and one ways to change a kitty litter. Jesus. One hundred and one <laughs> ways to Damn. write an essay about changing the kitty litter. Yeah. <laughs> Amazingly, you probably—I can't think of a subject you couldn't think of a hundred and one things ways. for. Yeah, that, that is amazing. Skinning actually. a cat. You say it. Of There's course, only one like, way to like, do it. There's only one way to skin a cat, though. I yeah. agree. Yep. Only one way to skin a cat. Yep. I don't know of any. Uh, well, that's what our next segment is. Here you are. That's a good book, One Way to Skin a Cat. One Way to, The Only Way to Skin a Cat by Justin Mitchell. That's right. I, what is, what in your own life could you say that you have done 101 of? On the nose or? Not on the, you'd say the closest to like, a, I don't know, because I think last episode I said, what have you done 100 of? Right, right. Which could you say you've okay. done around about 101 times? I, I know there are jokes I've definitely told 101 times in different like writing rooms yeah, of things that I least. know is dynamite, but I always change it just a little bit for my own sanity. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see I Heart Huckabees? I did a not. great yeah. character that Jude Law plays, and he has this uh, Shania Twain story that he keeps telling. Right. Over and over. He needs it to be real. I just bring this up for pretty much no reason but it's a fantastic character because he lies in every other aspect but he really needs people to know this is true <laughs> that he once met Shania Twain that's his thing yeah I'm the Shania I'm the, I'm the I met Shania Twain guy. anyway and he, shorts are in the and throughout the whole movie he's, <laughs> he's telling that story over and over and over again and it becomes more and more painful as you because you're the only one privy that he's told it and to him. this group and that oh yeah and him I think and yeah. I know if my life was that you would find these jo- cringy jokes that I probably used on both of you in the past it's once like a, it's like a dad joke yeah what's a dad that okay dang, I'm glad you brought that up I've heard that now in reference a lot and I don't think I get the, the reference it's like a new saying dad, dad joke uh, so a dad joke is any joke that is just uh, low hanging fruit very mm-hmm. easy some kind of something like a simple pun something where there's not a lot of clever there's not a lot of thought gone I think into the reaction, it so dads get disparaged but, but here's the thing I think that the point for, for me I, I agree with everything Isaiah said but, but the dad joke in general the response is is an eye roll more yeah. than it is laughter like you, I get why it. it's funny but like it's the classic you know like I'm thirsty hi thirsty I'm dad like oh my a garage God, sale yeah. more like a garbage sale yeah, yeah. Yeah. garbage See, sale right? with and my dad didn't tell jokes but for other people's dads <laughs> I would say the characteristic no, <laughs> no. <laughs> if it's not true <laughs> <laughs> we do not just speak an untruth. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, Dude, his dad sounded Did just dad? like that. <laughs> he was Japanese. Very, uh, yeah, he was... Um, no, it's true. So, But <laughs> most of my friends' dads, uh, how I would characterize their jokes is definitely not content. It would be an over-eagerness in a response. So that's what I thought a dad joke was, is when you say a joke and you're really eager about this, that you're, you know... You're, I think that's part of land. it. Is, okay. I think you can definitely couple that in there. Because no, you're going to... It comes... Uh, with the the it's par for the course as far as 
they're gonna be eager. They, they and think they to do kill that. Him. Get it? And you're gonna yeah. stare them they down. Yeah, I've told yeah. some yeah. fucking dad jokes in my time. Then <laughs> I, know, I, I hate it's, that. I hate loading a gun like that when you're, and then it's so obvious when it doesn't land because you have no, or I haven't developed a move out of it. Mm-hmm. You don't have like a. On the probably be fun. Do your move out of it without saying. <laughs> no. Do, don't you have? Uh, don't you? Ha- you got to get like a, like a tagline or something. You know, if it fails. That's, I'll say this. That's my mama. That's, yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> Shucky <laughs> ducky. Really Shucky ducky quack quack. Okay, yeah. you go. <laughs> no, it is. Hamburger. Is that why they did it? Yeah. They're, yeah. they're relentless comics. Shucky ducky and hamburger were just so relentless. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's pretty... I respect it, that now. Now yeah, I respect I really it. You really just opened my... <laughs> what a wonderful roller coaster of emotions that was. Yeah. yeah. Dad jokes. So now dad, it's a so positive a thing joke. to me. If someone says it's a dad joke, I go, that's somebody who really is relentless. Mm-hmm. And that's it's a good lesson to learn. Just, yeah, it's not your like. Your, no, that's what the dad should say. Not my audience. Not yeah, my audience. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I guess it's not my audience. All right, it works great with the kids. And mm. it reminds me of uh, uh, that Rick and Morty episode where they drop Jerry off for daycare. Yeah, and they're all sitting in that room, and you hear like the ping, 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 ping of the email being forwarded. Right. So there's like uh, basically it's this universe where if it, just imagine if 32 of yourselves existed, and you're all in the same room, so you all have the same sense of humor, and one of you forwards the the other 32 of you an email <laughs> yeah. and it's it was uh some stupid birdie golf pun right, right. and and they like all birdie or yeah something. exactly yeah. yeah yeah and they all uh they all start laughing together but it's it was staggered right so it's like ding ding ding, ding. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, that is yes and those are those are all dads telling dad jokes mm-hmm. guys i very you know I'm very happy that I've made it through 101 episodes of this. I think the show, I like the direction of the show. I like where we're going. And I'm very thankful to you. I thank you guys every time you sit down to do this, that you're doing this and you're, you're taking the time to jump in and, and help out and whatnot. We have Greg McInnes out on a sabbatical. Hmm. Like I keep saying, we're going to get him back and he'll be back. Uh, back in the co-captain's chair, yeah. as I like to call it. Running, uh, running through the, the numbers with everybody. Real quick before we sign off for these numbers... Because we always, uh, as we're moving into the hundreds, we're trying to figure out maybe a new way to go about attacking the numbers. But mm. used to be really attached to the year, especially through the 80s and the 90s of the show. Where were you in 2001? I was mm. going to say 1901 because I had an answer for that. Yeah, where you <laughs> go, but you don't. I'm sorry. Where were you in 1901? I wasn't doing much. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was waiting to get... A skin in the yep, game. Yep. You were really <laughs> I was waiting. Just waiting. Like, come on. I don't even think you were a skin to be in the game. Yeah. Two thousand one. I mean, now it's that space odyssey. I wasn't in that movie. <laughs> no, I know that. Yeah. Um, well, I think we're getting closer. But uh, what about you, Justin? Where were you the the year after? The mo- heavy. Uh, yeah. yeah, 2001, I was living in Tampa. I wasn't living with my mom and my stepdad at the time. I was 2011 or 2001. I would have been 12. Mm-hmm. So I was like 12 or 13 years old, and I was living in Tampa. I think I was living with my grandmother at the time. So let me ask you that. Yeah. I mean, because he mentioned 9-11. Yeah, every, sure that's one of those things that's where it's such, a, it's such an emotional experience for everybody. Mm. Everyone remembers that day so vividly. Sure. Every single person. It, it, it's one of those things that's become so pervasive in culture that you then uh, begin using it as a marker in time pre and post 9-11. I was before 9-11. I was mm-hmm. after 9-11. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's it's so big. Twenty almost twenty years ago now, we can remember exactly where we were, what was happening, what was going on. It's like the moon landing, mm-hmm. only worse. 
Yeah. Uh, so where? <laughs> worse than that fucking. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know how they can make something worse. So where were you during 9/11? I was at this middle school in uh, Tampa, and uh, this particular middle school, no joke, we had these places called the Twin Towers. And there was a it in was, the middle school. Yeah, in the middle school, and it was north and south. I don't know if the other towers were designated by direction. I think so. Were they? Did they change the name the next day? I don't. I don't think so. But we called them the Twin Towers because you would say like it was. This middle school was pretty old, and there was a courtyard, and there were these two buildings, and they were only maybe two or three stories, and then there were another section of the building that went up that had classrooms in it that was maybe five stories. So right. that was the. So you had like the North Tower. So you know North Tower five oh four. That was your you know. See the first next, part dictates the the five. Was the floor? Five, is the floor? Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. four mm-hmm. is usually the amount of badgers you have to kill in order to get to your, on average, your on destination. Average. Four four. That's yeah. why Festival we don't have badgers because yeah. of all the badgers. Yeah. All the badgers. Yeah. <laughs> well, so anyways, um, we had all walked to our homeroom, and uh, pretty much immediately, um, the the homeroom teacher had gotten some sort of a call, and so she stood up and tried her best to explain to the class that like the twin towers had been hit. And it was really great oh, yeah. because nobody got it. We were all like, we didn't hear a fucking noise. Like we yeah. were looking at, we were like, there's no way, there's no plane, you know. Oh, and wow. so she's like trying to hold her composure. Like you know, as an adult, I can realize how hard this was for her. But we're like, what are you fucking talking about? And she's like, no, you don't understand. You know, it was in New York and stuff. And then they, what I thought was weird about the way my school handled it is every classroom they rolled in a, TV. a big TV. You guys got to like, watch this shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And then we all saw the second plane hit and it was like well that's weird that you guys went through the effort of rolling why did they do that to us 85 pound boxes just so we could but anyways yeah. yeah did they do that's that that's my conspiracy is about no I, everyone has the story of some TV being, being wheeled, wheeled you in you need to see this that's, no because my story is the same way it was at, me too uh, me too it was at Duke the professor went classes are cancelled and his TA was wheeling in a fucking TV and he's like you guys can stay or you can leave you can do whatever you want but no, the government is insisting that you sit here and watch yeah, this. No, <laughs> most people left. They actually just went, "Hey, mm-hmm. free day. We're we're in North Carolina. Who cares?" Right. And they all, I remember that left, and I stayed behind because I actually didn't have a TV available to me. Other than this, I was like, "This is sweet. this is awesome, Some sweet TV." And I'm I'm watching it, and what I what I remember the most about it because because it's my culture and heritage is the, my professor at the time, Mr. Biller. Um, and I won't say his first name, so he has anonymity. <laughs> Bill. Let's say physics professor Bill, at Bill, Duke. Yeah. Bill last Biller. Name Biller. Right, right. right. He went, well, it's obvious who did it, because I think on CNN at the time they said, oh, it could be this, could be that. No, well, that's the thing. I, I wasn't Jewish at that time, because my grandmother was Jewish. My mom didn't. Oh, well, this okay. is just okay. for another podcast. <laughs> he went, it's obviously the Japs. Right. Who else use planes as missiles? Wow. And I first was offended by the illogical <laughs> statement that he said first and then went, oh, I'm Japanese, aw. Wow. Like when that hit. But it, it was like, who else could do that? Only only Japs. I mean, I, is, is, is he an older fella? Yes. Like, alive he, he during was, the time? He remembers, yeah. Last, basically, he was yeah. going off of, that is, you, you say it's illogical, yeah. but at the same time for him, with his life experience, Makes sense. it is logical. Last time a plane's crashed into shit, it was the Japs. Mm-hmm. So, are you a, a, do you have equal enthusiasm defending Nazis? Uh, uh, the, did you do the now my culture Japanese? What do you mean? You're you're, you're kind of an apologist for my racist uh, physics professor. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. You know, and you know whose fault that is? Yeah. The fucking Jews. The Jews. <laughs> That's right. Hey, so Isaiah, what was your story? 
It's very similar to all of you, only yeah. I was in a younger grade. That's yeah. exactly, I was in fourth grade. I was in middle, uh, elementary school. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I remember, yeah, it was like the, the first class of the day. And the teacher would try, you know, explain to us what the fuck was going on. They wheeled a, I don't, it might have already actually been in there because it was like a, our science class. Mm-hmm. And she played videos for us all the time. So she already had it. She just turned it on to like the morning announcement channel. And they were piping it into the classroom, and we all watched the second plane crash into the uh, the twin towers. It's and weird. It's so weird that they were like, "Hey, because it's, it's not like it's the moon landing." Yeah, it's like you had to watch it live. It yeah, was really important. This it seems, I don't know anyone who didn't have a story about somebody else going. You have to watch this live. You have to see this live. It's just weird. It is Here, weird that I, it happened that way. Yeah. This is something that I've been meaning to actually maybe go on Reddit and make a post, like an Ask Reddit post, because this I, I'm losing my mind. I can't find, if I Google this, I can't find any evidence of something that I know happened. And and maybe you guys can't can help, help me piece together this. So I lost my virginity for sure. I know it happened. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah. So, okay. So I, first off, just, just because I know we've like done an interview uh, uh, before and, and I just said, you know, I was living with my grandma. Yeah. You know, and like, but, but I didn't have like a terrible uh, childhood. It was just a yeah. little unstable, you know, tumultuous. So... My fellow, yeah, I mean, I'm crying. <laughs> I'm, it's pouring everywhere. I, I've ruined yeah. Patrick's shoes with my tears. They're it's the it's high salinity. Patrick thinks you made them better. My uh, my tears are Olivia Haleen. They're they're you know kind of higher salinity than. This is great. I, I yeah. like to know what a goy yeah. cries about. So yep. So <laughs> goy. Yeah. Is that a racial Japanese yep. thing? I think so. No, it's gaijin. Oh no, goy is Jewish. That's we call Gentiles. They're goy. It's actually like that's all reason. Justin's here just to touch the electronics on the Sabbath. It is kind of frustrating that Pat's allowed to call me a Gentile and a, uh, and a Gaijin as well. Yeah, I told him he's got the two Gs. I love it. Mm-hmm. So, okay. <laughs> so here's the deal. The other kids who had tumultuous home lives uh, and, and were also kind of nerdy outcasts like me uh, we would hang out after school in the computer lab because there was like this kind of younger guy. I assume he was between the ages of 27 and 30. Um, and he was actually a, uh, a math teacher, right? But this math teacher was so cool. He used to do things like um, if you could beat him in Magic the Gathering, he would give you like uh, one full grade on your math test. Ah, uh, shoot. So, so if you, if you or, made all I think the kids become... I think it was Magic the Gathering and chess were his two games. And if you beat him, well, if you got him a, a really good massage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, or a hand job. <laughs> let's just say it. Yeah. No. So anyways, uh, one of the things he would do uh, and I don't think that he necessarily wanted to do it, but uh, for, for us who like didn't want to go home or couldn't go home at the time, he would just like unlock the computer lab and hang out in there and let us play StarCraft. StarCraft was the big game Dude, at the time. Kind of, that's, awesome. that's a really yeah. cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> so he had he had Battle.net set up on all the computers and we would play online or, or land. I love this. Yeah. So it was really Nostalgia cool. Bears. So this was after, um, uh, after the same day of 9-11 and I remember he had it up on a TV screen up in the corner of this computer lab, which was a very small building picture, maybe 20 computers at the most around the perimeter, one row down the right, a small, mm-hmm. very, it was not a, not an ex, like, uh, uh, expensive school, so to speak, like it was a, in a poor area. So, um, he'd be, what I'm trying to say is like everybody in the room could see the TV. Computers ran Starcraft. And what was the gas in that? The Bespin gas? Like yeah, Bespin gas. I just think yeah, like yeah, while yeah. The, it's going out, like Bespin gas, depletes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's so, so this would be about between six and seven at night. 
we were there and I looked and I, I saw on this TV and we all watched and it was night vision footage of the United States bombing somebody that night. And I remember this and I can't find any evidence of it, but I know it happened. Like, I watched night vision and, and so I looked up, oh, that's we bombed Baghdad because we thought that, you know, because of Afghanistan. But I looked and, and that happened later. Right. Yeah, yeah no, so, definitely. Definitely so, happened later. This is a Mandela effect. We talked about that crazy. last week. Do you I think know. there's a chance they were showing uh, maybe footage from a different time? No. No, it was... It was <laughs> in, that is impossible. No. Here's what I think. Uh, I think that one of our allies may have it. done it or right. something. Like, it, it happened. And please, listeners, write yeah. in. Help me solve this Please, because this is this Berenstein Bears shit where I'm like, yeah. I know this happened. Right. You know? I you know, yeah. You it did. was night vision, static camera, right, uh, of, of this place being bombed with, like, you know, CNN rolling on the bottom. Or While you were playing. Well, I was playing StarCraft, and, and I was like, oh, man, we're, we found them. We got them. That was Sorry. it. Well, that was quick. Yeah. It's already over. And mm-hmm. so it's possible that my, my – because our memories are imperfect. Our memories are terrible, right? Hmm. So it's possible that – Fuck you, Pat. It's possible that I've stitched together four days, right. right? Like, maybe I saw that at home, but I remember I was playing StarCraft at home, and then I linked it with the memory of playing StarCraft there, and then 9-11 because of the bombs. I could have stitched four memories together and just told you a bullshit story that seems real to me. Just please, if you, anybody knows anything a, about what a bombing it, What it could be, yeah, because I'm trying to think like uh, Jeremiah, or Jeremiah. Hey, whatever. <laughs> like uh, Jeremiah Isaiah over here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I call all Jews Jeremiah. That's fine. We're all the same. Right? I call and, them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I call them like the um is uh, I'm trying to stitch together the logic and kill your bit is like is is what relevant footage? So you're saying it was that green footage, right? Yep. Yeah. So it was a green with like bright lights on. Yeah. So what relevant footage could is so if it's not that they bombed somebody, mm-hmm. which yeah I don't remember that. So if if we're saying that the universe or the reality you're in right now it didn't happen, what relative Information could it be that gave you the impression? Because by your own admittance, you were distracted at the time. Yeah, that's right. T- they were yeah. they were zerg rushing you probably. That and, was big at the time. Yeah, actually, lurkers. I think it was brood war, so everybody was doing the lurkers. Shh, don't come at me lurker with lurkers, dude. Yeah. I, even, <laughs> I don't need a lurker defense. <laughs> that the um, yeah. What I don't know what relevant footage it could be other than what you're saying. Your scenario of hey, we were bombing Japan because it just it just it reeks of right. yeah. it reeks of people flying yeah. planes into stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Last time we they they take it well, Japan, I'll say about my people. So you can bomb us twice and we just go, eh, we forgive you. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It's it's we don't get enough credit for that. I, what retaliation has Japan had for two nuclear bombs? Uh, they've been pumping an, an, an insane amount of anime into the American culture. Yeah, and we to... kill a few dolphins, but aren't we... <laughs> aren't we entitled? Yeah, they're, they're basically creating uh, a state where, you know, we're just going to be a bunch of, like, sex robot addicted, you know, consumer... Yes. Te- te- yes. Technology yes. consumers. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember... I, I And I hope I don't attribute this to the wrong comedian. He was a Vietnamese comedian. It was... I think it was Dat Fan. Do you remember Dat Fan? I did. That, yeah. that um, stand-up uh, competition. Last Comic Stand? Last Comic yeah, Stand. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was on Last Comic Stand? He was yeah. on, like, one so of the, I won, I actually, the first season. I I don't... Well, go ahead. Well, did he win the first season? Yes, he did. I remember. It was it, to the dismay. I knew uh, some of the guys that were... Uh, 
competing like Rich Voss and stuff, and they mm-hmm. were and they were all really upset. That Dat fan won. Yeah, because he his his comedy's math. But anyways, yeah. Well, whatever. The the point is, is I don't remember him in that. I think I remember him doing some some sort of a sketch show similar to Mad TV, and I remember him having a, a um, Comedy Central presents. I'm sure. Yeah, Dat that fan. was the whole. That's what he won. Yeah. yeah. So I remember the Dat fan, and and one of his jokes, and I hope I'm not uh, being racist and just be like, Matt's nah, a Vietnamese guy. He's probably him. But he he was making a joke about um, the infiltration and and basically uh, of of um, without military retaliation, right? Mm-hmm. The infiltration of like the Vietnamese, are like all right, we got the feet, Japanese. You guys got the VCRs. We're gonna come at them from all angles, <laughs> and we're gonna infiltrate their culture, and then we will take over. And take he over. was like, <laughs> you know, like a hidden Asian kind of takeover bit. Yeah, to elaborate on that, uh, yes, I've been reading these articles given to me by Facebook that tell me how the uh, the Japanese anime culture is trying to turn this all into soy boys. Soy boys. (laughs) Got rice fever. (laughs) You got to sit in there. There's no Bible. There's no Bible. And where's the Bible in that equation? Mm -hmm. All right. Is our God God not also the God of the gooks? That's what I gotta say. I, say I don't. I, I as a as a wholesome Christian man, I like okay. to believe that no. I like, <laughs> to, I like to believe he is reserved for the you know. Dad fan would always do an impression of his mother, uh, mother, but so, it was yeah. racist impression. I remember thinking that was the most clever thing of his mm-hmm. act, as he got away with racism. You don't think his mother was really like that? Um, no, I'm sure she was, because <laughs> I'm equally so racist accurate, as he is. Yeah. But no, I'm saying, but just he got away with doing a racist. <laughs> impression his whole because for him it was real yeah that's why it's okay it? for people i don't think it was i don't for think him, there was he, a he, real uh well on the you is this racist podcast they actually talk about this a few times and they hmm. they talk about like and racist you they, oh, well, yeah. they talk about like are is the joke when the comedian is telling the joke are people laughing because of the merit of the joke or are they laughing because of the racist thing and they were they all talk all, all these different people of color talk about how they've experienced when they realize someone's laughing at the wrong part of it. They're right. not laughing at the content, they're laughing at Uh-oh. my impression. And they also talk about like, are you allowed, like am I allowed to do that that voice? Like, oh, Dat Fan made this thing of his mother. And it's like, you know, they talk about how, you know, some things just aren't for you and like you can laugh at them and appreciate them but they're not for, for you right. to, you know, reproduce. Right? I disagree so. with them completely. I know you do and uh, that's why I, I will love say, it. I think you can come up with it. I, I think the crux of racism that nobody wants to admit is that you are the only one who knows if you're racist. That's I will yeah. never know if you, the two of you right, are racist. There's always plausible deniability. I will never fucking know, but you're the only one who knows. And I say if you know you're not racist mm-hmm. and you've done your data and you and you and you have introspected yourself, use any voice, do whatever you yeah, want to do. Yeah, cuz it's all it's context, yeah. you know, it's context. It's context and it's intent. Yes, somebody intent. else you can't let somebody else just like these Russian hackers tell you what you think. Right. So that's what ends up happening. If someone says if you laughed at this racist you know, saying or whatever this voice, you're now a racist as sure, well. Yeah. They're now telling you what to think and don't do it. Watch the great hack, everybody. Watch the great <laughs> and and realize you're in control of your own thoughts. Well, you really are. You know that's like uh, I really love this show called Silicon Valley. It's on HBO, and um, I had this moment where there's this joke, and Pat already knows it. It's my favorite joke in the entire series. It, it's a reoccurring joke, and it's basically. The concept of the show Silicon Valley is uh, um, the, there's this house and it is known as an incubator because the guy who owns the house lets people live there for free 
but he gets 10% of any app that they develop right. or any pro any product they develop, right? So he basically hit hit it big with one thing, made like a million bucks, and now he's just kind of sitting pretty and then trying to take 10% of whatever might come out of this incubator. So he gets this one guy uh, named Jin Yang, who's a, a Chinese, to come live with him. And Jin Yang does not speak good English, right? And so he also, because he's Chinese, uh, uh, or not because he's Chinese, but because he's from China, has moved as an adult to America. He he's missing a lot of kind of cultural cues that we take you know take for granted, um, you know. So he doesn't understand the concept of a prank call, right? Okay, and so he will call one one of the very first uh, ones that he does is he calls Ehrlich, the owner of the incubator, and he says. And he said, and I'm gonna do the voice because that's just what it is. He goes, if I'm here, he's, it's okay. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. like, he's like, uh, Eric Bartman, is your refrigerator running? And then he goes, Jin Yang, is that you? He's like, no, this is Mike Hunt. And it's like he just <laughs> mixes up these two jokes. And then the Quick. next, yeah. yeah, then the next time he does it, he's literally leaning down. You can see him from the living room to the kitchen. He's hiding behind the counter, and he calls him, and he's like, Eric Bartman this is your mother and you are not my baby. And then he just hangs up. And so he doesn't even try to change his voice and they're always big stretches. Anyways, I say all this to say this was a big thing because I was like, the joke probably wouldn't land without his accent. Yeah. It wouldn't. And it's like, but I'm not, but but his lack of being able to speak English is not what I'm laughing at. You know, anyways, I, I had like this whole kind of big thought process about like, is this is this racist? It, you know, there. Yeah. You know, and and I don't. I, I don't repl- think it is. I love. Yeah. Have you probably haven't experienced racism uh, firsthand? Right? So, so can, can I tell you can, what, what I have experienced? Sure. I have experienced. So my 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 best friend uh, from from basically like uh, sixteen to twenty. Um, what does he uh, happen to be? He happens to be black, right? <laughs> no, but so this is for real. Yeah. Uh, so when when we would go, we went to Riverview High School. You know that Seven Eleven down there off Riverview. So yeah. if I went with like John and Brad after school, Word. we were all three allowed to go inside, mm-hmm. and we were all three allowed to keep our backpacks. If it was just Caleb and I, one of us had to wait outside with the backpack Shoot. every time. So I have never experienced racism, one hundred percent. Like nobody's ever been like. But it was yeah. like. But I, so I've seen yeah. what it's similar things. But so go ahead. Yeah, I've never personally been even in Puerto Rico. They, you seem like it was. I mean, some people call me like uh, they don't know. You know, they'll call me like the the. Pendejo Gringo and stuff like, but to to another Puerto Pendejo Rican like, Gringo. yeah, like the the, the retarded is, white guy. So you know? I'm part of two minorities. Am I allowed to make all minority jokes? Because that's what it seems like the culture is. Right I now. think so. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yep. I love that's, that. That's yep. I don't need any more reparations than that. Yeah. Like if I get to that's do it, then nobody else gets to. Yeah. Patrice O'Neill used to say that about being black. It was my favorite thing. He mm-hmm. said that is my represent my reparation. My reparation is that I can make the jokes. You can't. Um, but uh, what were you going? You ask if I had ever experienced racism. I, I don't even remember anymore. What was he said? What were we saying before that? Well, I was basically trying to dissect, you know, why I was laughing at this Jin Yang bit. Oh gosh, that's yeah. what I was going to ask you. So, see, I haven't experienced it. So now you are portrayed. You look like the oppressor, right? As mm-hmm. as a white male. That's right. Muscly, you're handsome. Right? Oh, thanks, Pat. So. Good lord. Do, when if you you're asking and you're you you have no nobody else to ask but members of that minority like hey is this racist is not racist. Are you worried about what you're saying being racist? Are you actually worried about that or are you worried about what you're saying might hurt somebody because those are completely two different things and I hate that they're mushed together. Oh yeah, I'm because I can say yeah. something racist yeah. and if somebody else thinks it's funny, I actually don't care that it's racist. I'm right. glad they're laughing. Right yes. about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. If it hurts them, it's a whole different avenue yeah. about that. Like so, what do you so think you're worried to, about? To answer your question, I, I, a I have I have to concede that there there is no way that I don't have implicit bias, yeah. right? So 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 if we take that aside, I I know that I am not racist. I know that you know I don't I don't 
I don't specifically treat people differently or expect things differently based on someone's ethnicity, right? And yeah. and and I'm actually part of kind of the camp that like race kind of isn't a thing, right? Like we have ethnicity and where you're born, but like you know, post-racial. You ready for that post-racial world? I am world ready for that post-racial world. That yeah, I mean, like DNA. It's kind of funny. It's like these things where you you say that like um you know all uh, white people are ready for people that post-racial world. Yeah, you know they that? sure are. Uh, but you know, <laughs> you see like ones. you see like black people are faster or something, right? And then like you look you look genetically like it's just that we're not different. It's not this, mm-hmm. it's not that way so I, I say all that to say that um it is the latter i'm worried that i'm going to hurt someone's feelings and i'm also worried because of the cult the climate right now i'm worried that i'm going to be labeled as something based on one joke i i laughed at or recreated you know See, and so now my identity is is of that so yeah, right. i love that you said that because i've given advice to friends who've been in hot water over saying something either sexist racist whatever it is and i give them the same advice that no one will ever fucking use i'm going to give it to the podcast so if you're in hot water say I don't I'm not worried so much about what it was that I said. I'm just worried that anything I said hurt somebody. You'd be right. this empathetic motherfucker sure. that went, I'm just worried so I'm gonna say there's people out there, I've read it myself, they're they're defending me saying what I said wasn't racist. I'm gonna say whether it was or wasn't, mm-hmm. I'm just worried that I hurt someone, right? Now I'm not saying that's the right way to be. I'm just sure. trying to get you out of hot water. I don't think you should worry about hurting somebody. Because yeah, because there's always gonna be somebody that can be hurt. Well because they can control if they hurt or not, I mm-hmm. can't control it. So I'm right. never going to worry yeah, about what I can't point. control unless it's a, a flaw that I'm gonna fight, you know, with it. But like you have to know your intent. Yeah. But I just I, I love it that there's two different things that get mushed mushed together. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But I, I wouldn't defend it. Like if I said something racist or and then somebody accuse it, I don't defend what it is, I dissect what they're trying to get from me. What, yeah, okay. Because that's that's the whole thing. Because it's you can't definitively say something's racist. My best example of this that I use is: Have you ever used the term "nitty gritty"? Sure. That's the worst, most disgusting racial term that we have in our lexicon. Really? And no one cares about it. Nitty gritty literally shows up in colonial America, and it has to do with businesses that either transport slaves or ensure the transportation of slaves. And they have their own language talking about it. And when you would clean up a boat that brought slaves over, if you cleaned the bottom decks, which was the slave quarters, you said, we will clean your whole deck for $12, even down to the nitty gritty. And what the nitty gritty meant was the hair, blood, teeth, pus, all the shit of the dead slaves that they would throw overboard. Yeah, that right. would create this weird soup at the bottom. And most cleaning services at the time would say, we won't clean the nitty gritty. We'll clean everything else, right. but we don't have the heart. There, there were people in that time that recognized the horror that was going on. Sure. It wasn't blind or the, you know everybody's wool wasn't can i just make eyes. sure that i understand yeah. the context now that is meant to refer to as like like in consulting if someone is like well no that's like the dirty details like yeah. the budgeting and the like the things we don't want to talk it's about it's the thing no one wants to do yeah. and yeah. that's what we've turned the word yeah. into it's wow. the right and they thing- turn, they say it because of course it's phonetically pleasing and yes. fun to say yes. and so that's why the thing itself has been continuously said but the but the the connotation where it comes from it's it, etymology it, and you guys didn't lost. know that until this moment, right? I so every- right. love bean salad, by the way. <laughs> Etymology? <that is> my- <laughs> I don't get it. Etymame. <laughs> Etymame. Hey! hey. <laughs> Gooks eat that. Yep. Um, the, uh, but so since you didn't know that that happened, I, I wouldn't say you using that was ever racist. Right, because we didn't know. Now that is you that- know it, are you going to not? I'm just, and this is I'm an try honest to avoid question. It. Yeah, I will you, try are to you going to continue it. saying it going, yeah. well, I don't mean it that way? 
Or are you gonna go? I don't. Yeah, want to use it. I, look, here's the deal. I'm in the camp that I just try to avoid it. Like I, I work with with people of like all different types of ethnicities and backgrounds, and like if I can help it, I just you know. That's don't consistent say it. with your saying. So you're more worried yeah. about even if you're in hundred percent in the right, if someone is offended, you're more concerned yeah. about offending. Somebody. Yeah, that's like that's I, I, very empathetic. Yeah, I, I disagree. So, so that's fine. That's fine. So, <laughs> that's so like empathetic. for instance, I I I, I yeah. love saying uh, uh, this is one that I struggle with. I love saying spooky. I yeah. like, ah, oh, it's too spooky, man, right? And so then, like, a friend of mine was saying that, like, you know, uh, uh, they didn't like it because of uh, uh, these connotations of, like, too, you know, like, spook used to be used as a negative connotation towards, like, you wow. know, like, yeah, it was a big stretch. That's, yeah. That's towards the who? only... Towards who, Justin? Towards, towards, like, black people. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so th- this is the oh. only... This is the only one that I'm, like, not sure that I'm ready to give up yet, you know? Like, so that one, Nitty Gritty, that's, that's legit. That's, like, I'm, like, okay. Yeah, but, you but can spook, everyone look it up online. Man, on the, on the I, I don't, I don't yeah. say I don't say spook. I say spooky. It's, like, it's something that, like, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's my, my preferred way to, to identify something as scary. So I love that. So since there's not a readily available word to replace it with, you're, like, I won't let this go. Well, I, I, I did. No, this is true. I did kind of stop using it, uh, but I'm bummed about it. I miss it, you know? Just but, because you felt differently about it. I now feel different. About the now word. you feel yeah. differently about yeah. it, and it wasn't now. like it wasn't like uh, uh, some white dude virtue signaling. It was an actual person of color who explained this to me. So yeah. I was like, well, fuck, now I have to take this seriously. And mm-hmm. you know, whether they're being extreme or not, I have to recognize where the word came from. And like now, I feel weird about saying it. I will say that's what that's the most uh, empathetic uh, thing against white people that I can read is, and it's not many people crowing about it. But it's how white people have taken over racism. They've decided oh, the what's racist. Conversation. Patrice, yeah, that's yeah. Right. Yep, I had yep, a conversation yep. with Patrice about it back, you know, rest in peace. And he was talking about like they've taken that over too. He's like, now I have to consult with some white lady to see what's racist or not. That's like right. you guys took over what's racist. Yeah, it's amazing. And it is it is a really empathetic argument of going white people take over everything. And I never felt that way growing up and uh but it's there's really good arguments you know for it that they just show up and assume charge it's muddy waters man it's hard to yeah and and i guess because they feel the most responsibility for the racism Mm. so right we just want to be on the right side of history we just want to be on the right side of history we're clamoring well Yeah. That well, was, the aliens show up. We're gonna get so excited. They're like, look, they're they're shitting on us too. We're the yeah. same. I know yeah, we're all the right. same now. <laughs> we all suck to the aliens. Yeah, our scorpion-tailed overlords. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, that was a 101. We 101 it hard. Yeah, we broke off a hundo and one and one. This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Just the Tip. Rich people bribe their way through life even putting their kids through college. The rest of us can't do that. But now there's Just The Tip, the all-new tipping app that allows you to bribe without any money. That's right, with Just The Tip, put your mouth where your money isn't. Whose dick do I gotta suck around here for a drink? Before, you had no idea whose dick you had to suck. Now just pull out your phone and our algorithm will show you exactly who. Thank God for Just The Tip. I would have never got that drink. Just The Tip allows average Joe to be treated like a sultan, a dick-sucking sultan. Millennial Book Club. Millennial Book Club. Mooberry Cataclysm. 
What a segment. They like that? What a segment that would be, right? Uh, this is the NBC, the Millennial Book Club segment, where we're just fucking watching Netflix. <laughs> I don't know what accent I'm trying to go for there. But uh, anyway. Cagney. Cagney. James Cagney. James Cagney. <laughs> Cagney. Cagney. <laughs> James Cagney. Uh, we, this week, we watched The Great Hack. So what you do, what we do is we watch a Netflix original and then you, uh, or we announce the Netflix original, and then you watch it throughout the week. You come back on the next episode, and we talk about it. And uh, if you want to write into the show, you can write in at roadsodamail at gmail.com. Write a review to us, and make sure to leave your uh, mailing address so we can send you an awesome Millennial Book Club postcard to thank you for participating in the show. Thank you. This week we watched The Great Hack... It's on Netflix, and uh, I think it's relatively new. It came out like last week. Explore how a data company named Cambridge Analytica came to symbolize the dark side of social media in the wake of the 2016 U.S. presidential election. Do they want to be recognized? What do you mean? So if that was my product that I was selling to people, you're saying an analytics company that could rig or influence elections and will, right. and you pick, you know, you're the one paying, wouldn't you not want to be known as the person that could do that? That could do that? Yeah. Well, they weren't, I think the only reason they are is because of this, what this, uh, because of the scandal, gotcha. you know, the scandal out of them. I think before that, they were just kind of like a, hey, you want some, here, take this card, call Larry, but only between five and 10 in the, in the morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he's going to give you another number and you go, you know, that kind of thing. Gotcha. Maybe not that. I, that's my, <laughs> I can't, <laughs> maybe not that. Hold on to that. Uh, so yeah, um, it's about this. Yeah, so this Cambridge Analytica company is a data collecting company that collected data or used to because it's not around anymore from Facebook, analyzed the data and was using it and then sending it back out into the uh, into the world as ads to manipulate votes and ma- manipulate elections and that kind of things for for whoever was paying them to do it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and I actually, they used the term mining a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were mining data. And that, okay. Because uh, I think that the distinction would be that, like, maybe collection, I mean, they, they also said that, too, but I feel like when I think of, like, collecting data, I think maybe they were in cahoots, like, hey, can we get this from you? But when they say they were mining data, it makes me think that they were, you know, like... You just made me empathetic about diamonds now. <laughs> they wanted to live there. Yeah, they were right. fine. And yeah. then we mine it and yeah, rip them exactly. from their homes. Yep. That's how Those I, poor diamonds. <laughs> That's what this of, is really about. That, mining does yeah. have a negative connotation. Yeah, yeah for I, sure. Didn't, did it before? Yeah. Oh, mine, I, no. I never thought, I thought yeah. it was neutral. Yeah, so yeah. they were, they used the phrase mining, which yeah. means that they were kind of... They were gang, They were they were down in the, the barracks of the yeah. Facebook mines, and they were just chiseling ruining, away at... Ruining computers with pick pickaxes. Yes. Just, when you saw this, did you guys get flashbacks of ads you saw during that period that you think may or may not have uh, affected your... Whether you voted or not, but your political <clears throat> right. opinion at that time? I think... Uh, I don't know if I really would. So it was very interesting how they targeted people to to uh, uh, to send them this stuff that you're talking about. The, well, yeah, to send them things that would sway them. Yeah, it was interesting. So they would get the, everyone's data, and then they would have people fill out these surveys. And then if you filled out that survey, all of your friends, like a little bit of data, got ganked from all your friends, all the people you're friends with. So there's a good chance that they got data from you, right? And uh, and, th- and especially if you lived in a specific swing state or market in a swing state, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what they're going to target. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
then they would, uh, uh, like, I guess, send more information out. Either way, it, like, they would narrow it down to people, like, they would, it was uh, uh, personality profiles that they're looking for, and the personality profo- profile that they were, that they were going to, they were targeting was people they called the persuadables, mm-hmm. which I gotcha. thought was, like, right on the nose, you know? (laughs) They're not even... So insulting. Yeah, that is... It it was uh, literally just the people were called this persuadables. And so, like, up in Michigan, for instance, this was, like, what they were explaining. Uh, Within a certain district and area where they're going to try to... uh, On a swing state and and change things, they were trying... They were targeting, like, 60,000 different persuadables in that location with the kind of stuff that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I would. I think everybody, including a persuadable, I think it's like the number one thing of a persuadable. It, they're probably like, I'm not persuadable. Yeah. Right. But they've also bought a ShamWow. Right. Like that's the exactly. that's the cross point. Yeah. <laughs> so I really, uh, I I don't have a ShamWow. So I'd like to say I don't think I saw. I don't have a ShamWow. I don't. Oh, well, then there you go. You got a ShamWow. I got four of them. You got four, four. ShamWows. Yeah. So what for kind the of, price of two? <laughs> well, dude, how could you not? Yeah. When Billy Mays died, he thought I should. I don't want these to disappear. Yeah. Oh, he. That was something. Yep. 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 Billy Mays. Was the guy, but, um, you know, I was gonna say that uh, like about uh, ten years ago, I remember talking to Patrick, and he had gotten into like a kind of an argument with one of his friends over the fact that uh, his friend was claiming that like Gmail was free. Right. And Pat was like, I recognize that it's free to sign up. But it's not free. He's like, and of course, Pat being in the industry he was in, like, I listen to him when he says things like that. Yeah. He's like, you're giving away data. And it's funny because after that, you know, I, I, you know, this is a long time ago, I stopped using things like Facebook and I really try not to have a social media presence. But um, uh, I recently got a new vehicle. Right. This vehicle, I connected it to my phone because it, it, it widens and the, the, the truck's got its own Gmail account. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so it widens the the range of, of what your your vehicle is able to do uh, in the little kind of infotainment system. Uh-huh. Right? So one of the things that really kind of messed with me was I uh, I was leaving the store with my mom. Uh, I'd, I'd taken her to run some errands, and my phone uh, kind of lit up, and I looked down. And you going a, home? There was a, yeah, there was a notification, but it, it, it said parked car, ETA two-minute walk or something. What so does that like, mean? It means that it knows where I parked my car. It keeps oh a gosh. record. So then when I get in my car, it it says, are you going here or here? Because it knew my mom was staying at that house near Gulfgate, which is a place in Sarasota. And it fell and her then, ass in the seat. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and then, wait. Yeah. But, and, so it was like you're either at this time of day on this with, with right. your recent activity – now that you've reached your park car, you're either going home and here's your ETA with traffic or you're going to this place with yes. your ETA and traffic. I was like, that's scary because yeah. those are the two It's convenient. Places. We like how yeah. they're using it. But but they know. And so like when I get in the car in the morning, Monday through Friday, it says, you know, 690 professional parkway or whatever my Don't take is. the highway. There's an accident. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then when I get in the car from work, it knows on Tuesdays and Thursdays, it's like, oh, you're going to kickboxing. You're going to Chipotle? Right. No, no, no. <laughs> that's every day. No, so it knows, oh, this is Tuesday and Thursday evening, Justin goes to kickboxing, right. so this is your ETA. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, it's like, oh, you don't go there, you go home. Right. And so it knows all of these things. So even though I'm not out there clicking on ads and like doing these things, just between my using my Gmail account to watch a couple of jujitsu videos and then my, my GPS knowing what days I train, just that alone, they can be like, oh, we can find a way to find, you know filter him some ads yeah. on the days that he's hey, going to. Hey, need some gloves? Yeah, it's weird. That'd be you a, know? Great, a great service, though, because now it can take your decision out of it so you know those awkward 
texts when you're like, hey, what are you doing or something? Mm-hmm. Or you invite someone over and they have to come up with why they're busy. Mm-hmm. Right. I should just talk to Google. It already knows. You won't yeah. even have to be interrupted. Like, would he be? And they're like, nah, nope. chances yep. are about 2%. Yeah. It knows, we knows exactly what I his can, schedule is. And Somebody uh, weighing, you know, three stones and mm-hmm. his three stone fuck. You know, mother. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> the three stone, I don't know why I went imperial. The three stone mother. The three stones. Uh, uh, mother that's thirty, thirty uh, pounds. Yeah. How many? So they're going that that place. That would that'd be actually good. That is, and then because uh, copyright uh, Rota. Have you copyright <laughs> Popco brand? Yeah. Have you even? Uh, yeah. Have you heard of like there's the there's the the service you can you can attach to your like an add-on to your uh, like Outlook or your your email service and it reads all your emails and then you can have it like basically autofill responses to people because it scans all of your mail and kind of gets an idea of how you would respond to things and then when it when so when you get like an email back it'll be like do you want to say this you can change it or you can just hit send. You'll start that's typing st- and it'll, yeah. That's the new status though because you'll be able to measure how much computing power it took to emulate you and we can measure that. Like it takes like nine yeah. gigs to emulate yeah. me. What? Yeah. 200 megs. Yeah. <laughs> that's all you've yeah. got. Like, yeah. It's yeah. so yeah. complex. Yeah. How many times do you say dude? Yeah. That's <laughs> right. How many dudes? That's yeah, right. but I say it at yeah. different intervals. It can't figure that out. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Dude. 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 Ah, that yeah. one is bad. Out of left field, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and at one point in the in in uh, the great hack, she mentioned how uh, data has surpassed oil as yeah. the the number one uh, commodity in the fucking world. So Crazy. it's the most valuable commodity in the world is data, and just like you were saying, and Pat was was telling you, when you're signing up for Google, yeah, you're not giving them U.S. currency, but you're giving them something very valuable. Which is your own personal data, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, and then they're making money off of it for free. You're giving it to them willingly, I guess. It's crazy because what you're saying is figuratively the ability to sell something is more valuable than having something to sell, since it beat oil. Just, right. That's got to implode <laughs> at some point. So wait, say that again. <laughs> because ability, you're saying that yeah. their that data is increased in value over, over oil. So oil. I'm saying so the ability to sell somebody right. something, which is what that data is. That the, all that yes. data is just to sell you something. And that's more valuable than even having something to sell. Like, we'll yeah, worry about right. that later. Yeah. We've got... Because you, you can't burn the data. The oil's going to yeah. burn. This persuadable... Data, what was it? Persuadable? The persuadables, yeah. Persuad- this persuadable's going to buy anything. Mm-hmm. Just wait until right. you have something. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. That's what they... Did I say that in this recording? Yeah. We had to stop yeah. at one point, so I can't... I want to... I'm just going to... That's it. Cats right out of the bag! <laughs> coined it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the... Per, uh, yeah, that's what the, I just wanted. If if we didn't say just it, just in case, I'm sorry. I wanted to just explain what the persuaders was as far as the the great hack was talking about. Yeah. Which so yeah, what you were saying. Oh yeah, because you asked me about that. Um, yeah, I don't think I. Do you think you, Justin? Do you think you saw anything on your your feed that might have been mm-hmm. persuading you one way or the other as far as voting? So here's the thing: the only place that I was on that was even remotely social media during that that uh, election would have been reddit right and um and yeah i do i mean i i it's not fun to admit but i think that like my perception of hillary clinton was altered yeah because of the things that i was seeing on reddit and i think that it was it was probably man it's hard to say what like time frame when it was that long ago there was a large period of time before i kind of stopped was like Whoa! I haven't been. I have not been questioning any of this. No, you just. Been I was so it, ashamed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was a couple. Like I, I know it wasn't longer than like two months, but but there was a while where I was just like, oh man, she did that, and then I was like, man, I'm not. I'm so. I, I am. I mean, like, 
you know, I am a data person. You know, that's right. what I do for a living. You know, I am I. And, and so for me not to be questioning things, I was like, that's crazy. I yeah. mean, I think that you don't remember exactly what that was that put it over the edge with Hillary by any chance. So I'll tell you, no, I know exactly what it was. <laughs> okay. Straight up, it was it was the format by which it was given. I started I started noticing like low effort kind of meme style right. the gorilla things. I was like, all right, wait a minute, like. You know, when I was seeing things that were like clickbaity headlines, but they were from pseudo potentially. Like it could have been like. Like, right, right, right. It's from like an actual news website. So it's like, okay, I now. WSJ9. Right, like I. Tempe, Arizona. Sure, right. And so, like, it's like, I got to consider this. But uh, but then once I saw them in kind of these low effort formats, I was like, wait a minute, what am I doing here? Yeah. And then also, I, for some reason, up until, I mean, about three years ago, maybe, I didn't see Reddit as social media because mm-hmm. I would go there to be like, you know how do i breed the best pokemon or right. like how do i find this gun in this game i like or like jujitsu subreddit very, or mma um, very, very, you know uh, so it was you're reading about hillary yeah and yeah and Benghazi. so I, I never even went to that's yeah for sure yeah. i never went to the front page of reddit i was in like specific communities and then about three years ago maybe four i started to actually go oh yeah about three or four years started going to the front page and kind of using that as like a little bit of a news source yeah so i don't i don't really do that anymore because you would think it's going to you know, be the most democratic news source because you have everyone voting on it sure yeah, yeah. so so you would think when it gets up to that i think that is that kind of validation mm-hmm. on reddit mm-hmm. is a little different than like facebook because it's like whoever's on your feed they're just throwing shit up you're going to see it so of you're going to scrutinize it a little more than it and it's on the t- front page of reddit you have all like thousands of people mm-hmm. all agreed that this was something that everyone else should see and it flies up so sure. you get that uh, you, you give a little more lenience leniency mm-hmm. to something like that let me ask you this do you think that uh, if Hillary had won the election, there would be a documentary about Cambridge Analytica. Man, that is so interesting. So you're saying that they may have been, either they may have been playing both sides, or, or let's say they played Trump Trump's side Trump's either side. way, and then he lost. Or maybe let's let's or they rever- let's reverse the whole let's flip the whole script uh. and say they even worked for Hillary. Let's say they worked for Hillary, and she won. Is there is there a a, a show, a not show, a, a documentary. documentary. Yeah, man, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I think it either would or it wouldn't have happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. If, if Hillary, I think, yeah. I, th- well, so, I think, I think it would have, but it wouldn't be the guy that we saw because it really, really felt like the guy that was making this was just so above and beyond upset that Trump was now our president. And uh, that, and he was in this area of like psycho, mm-hmm. like data analyzing, whatever the fuck, and uh, or social science. I don't remember what he was doing, but he was a professor, and he like was like, I can't believe fucking Trump has got who the fuck who who the fuck could have possibly, and then it started. Which gotcha. if he didn't. Or if, if it was Hillary on the other side, it would just be a different dude doing this. Mm-hmm. Fucking Hillary! It'd be Alex Jones. There you go. Yeah. And then nobody would. It would have been it. less credible. Yeah. <laughs> right. I wonder if it, if I always thought about with, with Alex Jones if he has a crisis of conscience when something comes through that's actually credible to be like maybe I shouldn't touch this one. <laughs> <laughs> like if, if, he, if he actually has an agenda because he knows he's got to know his effect. I don't think he. Do you think he's able? Do you think he's able to step outside him, uh, himself enough to to make that decision? He has to because it's, it's like have you ever been to a punk concert and they always have some weird guy. That's emceeing. That's not a punk artist or a comedian or anything. Is that anything. just to like have reality in the room? There's just some guy just so. up there, and I can't. Oh, and he's trying to do bits, and it never works and stuff. And it's, I can't. 
I you know I can't believe in a world where he's like I'm killing it. I'm killing you it. Know, like this is this is the exact audience and the exact reaction from the audience. Alex, I'm Alex Jones, and I put myself in a reverb chamber. A perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's his, how be. he talks. That's pretty good. Oh, um, yeah, he's he's a. Uh, just gravelly. You don't. Gravelly. You don't. You've never heard. Alex. I know Alex Jones. Yeah. I've just. I've never really listened to him talk long you enough. Should. It's to, good. Uh, yeah. To, yeah. I'm aware though. But um, he. So yeah. That's that's what I'm thinking as far as like it does this documentary get made. Yeah. But I also like the idea of they've been working for Trump and then he doesn't win. So they're still trying to do this. Is there a documentary if they fi- tried and failed? I don't think so. Right. Yeah, they were on a losing so. side. Yeah. I mean, the dollar in it is definitely because of the reaction to Trump. It probably would be made. It might not be right. Netflix and front page, and there might not be you know podcasts talking about it when they're Newberry Cataclysm. Newberry Cataclysm segment. But yeah, I, know, I think I think it'd be interesting because everybody. I mean, conspiracies are so seductive. I mean, unless I'm the only one here, but I I, lo- I want to believe in every single one, even mm-hmm. when they. Uh, ca- uh, they contradict each other. Like, did you right. ever see Room Two Forty Seven or Two Thirty Seven? Is that like a Stephen King movie? Or it was something? The Shining, but they were saying it's Kubrick. There was, there was. They had three different conspiracy theorists talk, pitch what they think the movie's about. One was a moon landing. One was the pillaging of Native Americans. Right. And there was a third one that was less interesting, but <laughs> they all contradict. It can't be all three. But I was like, I want. You know, mm-hmm. I always want them to be true. We want all yeah. of them to be true because yeah. there's something about. In human nature, it tickles that little thing of, of blowing the lid off of it, having inside information, having information that is uh, that other people, the mainstream, that everyone else doesn't have. And there's just something in us that loves that. It's just juicy. I want that. I think it's the, it's the same as connecting dots when you're when you were a kid at a restaurant and you're connecting those dots and you're like, hey, it's a turtle. Right. right. It's someone connecting dots. It doesn't matter how far they go. Where it, there could be it, a million dots on that. Or what page. it is. It's once it becomes a picture that you can comprehend, you go, that's, that's neat. I like that better than what makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like these were a bunch of dots. Yeah. I like this turtle. I want to be in the turtle world where that's, you know. So what do you, you in your turtle world, mm. uh, let's say your turtle has data. Mm. Uh, so how do they, what do they do in this situation? Do they, do people now start, do you, do you get paid every time? Do you get paid every time you use Gmail or something? Or what, what's the, what's the step? Well, no one paid attention, but Bing and, you know, Microsoft actually tried to do that. They tried to give you kickbacks on really? your data and it didn't work. People didn't like it. But yeah, no, Bing and they had, and to this day, if you sign up for Bing and you use their search engine instead, they'll track it. And based on your participation, they will give you bing bucks or something like that and you can use that and you can just straight up turn them in for um gift cards right or uh like what i do is i turn it into uh, a hula subscription so i don't have to spend the so you use bucks. the email enough and they give you a kickback you just use bing you have to use it like 10 times a day it didn't be and just be patient enough <laughs> with yeah. it and uh it gives you money and that's kickback because they know they're because they are making more off you than you know of course they're giving back even wow. though they have about four percent of that market and that's what's scary about it is i can earn about ten dollars uh using bing who has four percent of the market share or google who has 92 percent gives us nothing except more tools to mine your data more accurately maybe that's their point of view there their argument like you're getting to use this tool you're you're allowed to now use that's tom sawyer though like you get to paint this fence white right well i want to use i want to look things up i like the convenience of 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 emailing and I like the convenience of learning something in a second. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get to use the tool. But yeah, but they don't have to. So it's like the 
painting the the fence white. Mm-hmm. It's not Tom Sawyer telling them it's really pretending it's fun to get them to paint the fence. It's that he's literally was hired to paint that fence, right. and he just tricks someone into labor so that and then reap the rewards. If right. it was just making the world white, that's fine. Is it fine? <laughs> Is it fine? I'm fine with that. <laughs> Is it just making the world white? It's it's yeah. It's metaphorically. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was what it was about. I mean, there was. Sure. It was a racy book. It was. It was a racy book, buddy. <laughs> Tom, yeah. Tom Sawyer is a. Uh, yeah, you should. It's not a movie yet, I don't think, but it's an actual book. Written one. by Mark Twat. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah, the guy, Mark Twat. So you know, at some point, um, one of the main kind of uh, uh, narrators in this in this movie, um, or person being interviewed, I should say, he t- he talks about he's talking to a classroom and he's talking about the ads that you see. And he's like the the basically like the pinnacle of this is the ads you see where it's like they had to have been listening to my microphone, right? right? And so yes. I'd like to share a story about that Please. just real quick. Yeah, that so, would be great. Um, remember, I don't have any social media. I haven't had it for a very long time. My wife still has a Facebook. So I went to this guitar store called Sam Ash. Uh, it's nearby in town, and um, I wanted to buy a guitar pedal. What I was looking for is a um, um, a distortion pedal, right? So something that would make my guitar sound a little heavier, uh-huh. right? Um, I had a fuzz pedal. I had some overdrives, but I wanted like actual like metal distortion, right? So went in and I was just going to try to play what they had, and a few of these pedals I had never heard of before, and this one in particular that they gave me to try out was called uh, Dracaris, right? Mm-hmm. Which I think is the word that uh, Daenerys uses to make her dragon shoot fire. Oh. So it's supposed to be like dragon fire. So you fire. know, dragon fire pedal. Right, right. I'm, I'm following. So I play this pedal, and it's pretty cool, but I don't decide to buy anything. They're kind of overpriced in stores, and uh, I, I didn't find anything that I was not immediately in love with. So anyways... We get to get back in the car, and Mandy's scrolling on her Facebook, and an advertisement for Dracaris comes up. So this wow. is a pedal I'd never heard of before. Wow. And she didn't Google it. Uh-huh. So it's like, how? How did that happen? And how so fast? I, I mean, I'm not exaggerating. From we were in the store a half hour, and then while we were in the car, she, she's scrolling. Right. And uh, and then there was this advertisement for a pedal. I had, ne- I had never even Googled on a shared device. You right. know what I'm saying? It, it, so, was, it was kind of wow. jarring. And that happened about two years ago. Do you think there's a possibility that it's so good? Because what his example was, or what his answer was to, uh, it's in the in the film. He says it's less likely that it's actually listening. It's more likely that it's just accurately predicting yeah, what you're going to exactly. do. Exactly. So do you think in this situation, it's that you uh, it predicted your wife so much? I predicted you through so so much through your wife. Yeah. Do you think I, that's the possibility, or do you think it's actually could be listening? Um, I I think that it's it's equally possible. I think that like um, you know a lot of apps, if you don't manually turn them off, um, I mean now we're pretty good about having a warning of like, hey, activate, you know, allow my microphone. But I think a lot of apps will will use microphone ac- access in gray areas, you know, and so yeah. that's possible. But also, it's just um, it's possible that. Uh, I don't know. It's possible that on a shared device, I was looking at guitar pedals, and then um, it oh, saw that her location was on. Was there. Or it ruined your Christmas present. Or it ruined <laughs> my she Christmas was in there present. putting it on her Amazon yeah, list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, anyways, it was that. That was the the situation. That's so, very interesting. Yeah. I think that is it, that is. Uh, it's hard data to mine, though. I was gonna say just just the the the, the voice. So there's all background noise. Sure. Yeah. In, of inside course. that, I I'm still really skeptical. I know it's it's. 100% possible the, sure. the camera and the microphone is always on even if you 
say allow, don't allow, it's always on, right. it's always accessible, but it's so hard to mine that data. It's yeah. not like East Berlin where someone's literally going to be listening to you and putting the <laughs> maybe there is a guy dots connect. You know. Yeah, I mean that Facebook's makes sense. Got a guy that makes sense. Yeah, I mean I do I do agree with the guy in the documentary. Like Isaiah said, it is it's way more likely that it's it's behavior prediction, you yeah. know, and um, uh, than it is and every once in a while it's just super super accurate mm-hmm. or it's just an example of how good uh, yeah how good it is. Not maybe mm-hmm. it's not just a chances thing. So should I be insulted if I was walking out of that same thing instead of getting the Draconis amazing foot pedal? They suggested the right. bottom basement. Yeah, that's we right. know it's going rusty, right. at Mr. Rusty. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We looked at your skill level yeah. amongst other uh, they actually, attributes. Your Patrick, gets a, yeah. Patrick actually gets a advertisement for Let Go, and it's an image of a guitar and dollar signs. Like, right. you can just sell it yeah, now. Yeah, sell your you guitar. Suck, <laughs> man. You suck. I don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> I've been assigned <laughs> to listen to your shitty. This... Monthly Box. Boy, do we have the box for you. Here at Monthly Box, we have a box for everything. Forbes magazine said the monthly box club business is estimated to go over $5 billion this year. Get in off the sidelines. We don't care if you're tall, short, fat, or Jewish. We have a box for you. Tell us what you are into and get a monthly box. There's something for everyone. Monthly Drug Box, Cat Box, Car Box, Alabama Hot Box, The Rock Box. This contains items curated for you by Dwayne Johnson himself. Crayon Box, Wet Box, Dry Box, Your Mom's Box, The Hipster Box, aka The Raw Organic Cube, Wet Socks Box, Dirty Sanchez Box, Smallpox Box, Found Porn Box, Like When You Were a Kid But You Don't Have to Scavenge the Woods. Alcoholics box, sandbox, cereal box. And for those those who can't decide, the indecisiveness box. So log on today to monthlybox.com and get a box sent to you. I think and this is the uh, honestly, this is the light side of what we're talking about. This is, is the this is the yeah. light side of data mining is the advertising. Right. And so and even uh, uh, it was very interesting on the in the show they were they were or in the movie I should say, they then spoke about uh, like how the Black Lives Matter thing mm-hmm. was Russian a lot of it was organized, like the groups were all created by uh, like these Russian companies, and right. some of the events where it's like some of the meeting events were created by these Russian companies just to cause upheaval within mm-hmm. a nation, and that is obviously the most uh, adverse side of all this. Dude, the thing is, it seems like with the advertising, to me, it feels like people are just getting so butthurt about someone getting really good at doing something now because since there has been trade buying and selling. There has been somebody who has put all their mind and effort on how to sell something mm-hmm. and how to convince you that you need that thing. Like, that just comes part and parcel for the whole fucking exchange. So I have this item and I want to convince you to buy it. And now it's like they've gotten so good at convincing you to buy it, it's illegal. Mm-hmm. So it's illegal now. Yeah. You're so good at making me do something, now it's illegal. So who, who, where's my sense of, where's my choice? Where's in this? Like, so my choice doesn't. 
exists. Yeah. It's your fault because you convinced me to fucking buy something. Yeah, exactly. That I'm a it's your fault. Right. Identify as a persuadable. There's something that I do want to uh, bring up. Can I bring up an NPR story? Does that matter? Of course. Okay, okay, bring okay. up the MP- so NPR So there's story. this thing I saw. It was last summer, uh, June 15, 2018. I think it was Planet Money or the NPR Politics podcast. But it says how a political consultant changed voting districts nationally. And if you haven't heard this, you absolutely have to. It's only like a ten or it's like one of the short ones, like ten minute stories. Yeah. So basically, the very first example, uh, and I did just Google this to make sure that I remember this correctly. There was this small town. It's called Blue Hill, Maine, and the elections were uh, really small. They're kind of you know laid back. This guy Jim uh, Jim Schatz, it looks like his name. He was running for Maine State Senate. Right. And they're from this kind of small town. It's like he's going to get it, you know, and he was Democrat. And they're this political consultant. His goal was to infiltrate small towns and small seat places or, or easy to infiltrate seats of the Senate right. and turn them red. Mm-hmm. And so he started an ad campaign in his town that said uh, Jim Schultz canceled for the July fireworks. Can't believe and it that was a paper I can't believe ad. he would do something. Like it that. was a paper ad. And. Uh, changed the course of the election. And this guy did this all over the United States. He just put lies on paper and he went into small towns full of persuadables mm-hmm. and literally uh, was was turning the country uh, red through doing this. And so it's it's interesting. It's a smaller scale. It's not the right. presidential election. But I, I, I so admire it and, and abhor it at the same time, I think of is course. the right word, right? But I'm like, damn, without like, uh, you know... Yeah, just but so these people presumably didn't even try to see the 4th of July fireworks because... They heard they're the not, noises. They're not that persuadable no, that they no, were like, no. you mean the, that show I saw? Yeah. No, no, he no. He canceled it? Yeah. Yep. Retroactively? Well, no, what, what happened was everybody was told to stay indoors on 4th of July and they heard that. They thought it was ISIS. They Something were... They were Nobody showed up to the fireworks yeah. this year. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. Canceled but anyways, it. I don't, you know, I don't want to spend a whole bunch of time on that. I just think, again, the story is how a political consultant changed voting districts nationally. So if you're interested in this yeah. this Cambridge Analytica right. thing, it's also you know important to remember that they're not the only people in the game. You know, mm-hmm. and and social media isn't the only way that it can be done. So like, be be mindful of what you consume everywhere. You everywhere. Know? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. This person who is a quote unquote persuadable exists yeah. uh, with within a large enough number set of people. There's going to be a certain amount in there. No matter where you go and no matter how you want to choose to reach them, mm-hmm. whether it's through the internet or uh, just knocking on their doors, door to door, you're gonna, it, those people are gonna be there, they're gonna be persuaded, and whoever's persuading them at the moment when it's time to buy something or time to vote somehow, that's how they're gonna vote. Sure. And so what do you, so maybe they should be illegal. Yeah. Maybe they sh- those people shouldn't be allowed to vote. Well, it's, it's, it's a vote against your determination and uh, free will. Yeah, mm-hmm. to, to be in a lawsuit against somebody who convinced you to buy something that you were willing participant of. Mm-hmm. Is your argument, well, I can't be trusted to make decisions. <laughs> no, I can't be trusted, sir. So, I have yeah. uh, three nonstick skillets. I got 15 yeah. sham wows. <laughs> so you mm-hmm. Listen, yeah, you could represent yourself. In that right. Case. Huh. It's, uh, I mean, the, if, of course, like we were talking about, that's the, that's the uh, not bad side, because then you can get to the, the really bad side, which is uh, I firmly, I don't firmly believe but I have a sneaking hunch that a lot of shootings, mass shootings in America, are uh, created by the same type of thing we're talking about. 
persuadables are targeted. They're bombarded with a, an immense amount of uh, propaganda ads, whatever yeah. it is. And uh, when it works, they snap and they go somewhere and they shoot. Whether it's, of course, Ru- that would be a, a Russia trying to cause upheaval and get mm-hmm. our guns taken away and that kind of thing, which is, Russia's trying to take our goddamn guns! I don't mean that. But still, just the cause, the the civil unrest about the people who want the guns and don't want the guns is yeah. just as effective. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I can't say for a, for a fact that something like that is actually going, but how is it not? I mean, I don't know. It just seems well, uh, it's not been effective. If their right. goal is to get take away our guns, because it's not really, it's not working. Right. Yeah, we're we're very tolerant. Yeah, I don't machines. think. Yeah, I don't yeah. think. If, think we're, if we're tolerant it's, it's, to anything, Patrick. Yeah, we're tolerant. To the I think we're taking yeah. half doses of of penicillin like every time this happens because it gets bigger, bigger, but just by a little bit to where we're like, oh, I can only handle ten it. more. I, yeah. I handled the forty, so fifty's gonna be okay. Did you, did you see the 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 most recent season of South Park? Mm-hmm. Not yet. It's it's of course it's always really fucking good. But the very first episode of South Park, they're sitting there, uh, you know, they're in class. And it's just normal class, and uh, answer to number five, you know, they're doing the whole thing, and then you hear shooting, and then they just kind of start talking louder, <laughs> and then and then somebody, and then the the door busts open, and like the guys run in, and the SWAT, and everyone's shooting, and they're just kind of yeah. like leaning around the yeah. shooters, and then uh, that's what the whole episode is is about is about these people that. It's like we're numb to it. We don't really give a shit anymore. It's very yeah. funny, of course. No, it's, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's ripe for parody. Ripe for parody. So it is. Can I just, I just real quick, uh, before we move to like the super dark side of what what this is is, I just want to add one more that's sort of on like the kind of p- political targeted ads mm-hmm. real quickly. This is an experience I had this past week. My family was visiting, so I had uncles from you know biological stepfather, my mom, like everybody came together. There's so many people and. Um, a lot of them are right leaning, which is irrelevant normally. But but in this particular story, they were they were all talking about the same story. Right. And normally, like you know, sometimes my family says some 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 racist things, and I you know I, I sometimes have the energy to challenge it, and sometimes I don't. And mostly in this, you just laugh. Yeah, yeah. mostly I just oh, laugh yeah. real hard. So <laughs> so in this particular instance, oh, I <laughs> I really I really felt like I had to challenge it because it just didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. And. This story that they were all telling the same version of, like, oh, yeah, I saw that, too, and they had all seen it on Facebook. Right. Um, it was actually two stories combined, and and both of them were being told inaccurately to the best of what I was able to Google, right? But basically, the, 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 the story that they told was that they're the first woman who was a Muslim in our Congress on her inauguration during like at on the actual floor right right uh uh like in in a house session uh told called trump a motherfucker said she was going to impeach him and that she hoped he got assassinated right so this story to me was very like what you're telling me someone in the house like actually stood up and said you motherfucker we're going to impeach on her day one like you oh. thought you thought uh, was what it? is this prison? Yeah, you thought You'll OAC was bad, but here comes the you know. Uh, here's what actually, to the best of what I could find, at a gathering after. So there are two different people. The the woman I think is a, a, a St. Louis, Re- Missouri representative did in a Facebook post say something. I hope he gets assassinated. Right, right. So somebody so did say that. That's terrible. Right. That was in a Facebook post. Right, the and she is not Muslim; she's Christian. Right. Okay, and so the Muslim woman actually said at a rally 
after her inauguration, like kind of this gathering, there's an, a shitty iPhone video of her, and she says, and there's this cheering crowd. She says, "And we're gonna impeach that motherfucker!" And they're all like, "Yeah!" And it's right. like pretty clear she was just like trying to get the crowd amped up. So she didn't say that to him in there. And I was like, "Look, I, I feel like everybody should be allowed to say motherfucker when they're off the clock." If you're telling me she said that in the house, it's like maybe she probably she punched she, in. She yeah, said motherfucker. Right, right. So, anyways, the the point I'm just trying to say is that like all of them held a very specific belief for a person that didn't actually exist. It was these two together, and they were all saying, you know, like if you can't swear on the Bible, you shouldn't be allowed in Congress. Like this is God's country. I was like, man, this, this is, is intense, <laughs> intense. And yeah. so, you know, I kind of challenged them, and they were like. Finally, I got them to say this. They kind of kept shifting closer, and they were like, well, they can be here, but I don't want them bringing their laws from over there over here. I was like, okay, so what if, like, a Scandinavian country had, like, a progressive uh, idea on healthcare, and maybe we could integrate our current thing in their thing? And it's like, well, I guess that'd be okay, but but not the other ones, you yes. know? And, like, so I was trying to kind of not be combative, but try to open their mind about, like, you know, think about what you're reading. And anyways, yeah. so – but. Those people are all going to vote a very specific way, and they're all being fed very specific information that yeah. makes them continue to want to vote in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's crazy. It is crazy. I wonder how the psychology works, because obviously for this marketing to work, you're having to basically parrot what you already know of that individual. So how are you incepting new ideas? Or is it just a perception of a larger audience, or if they see that ad or that post and they go, look, he thinks like I do, and... I mean, like, where's the emboldening come from? Like, if I think something and then I hear somebody else say it, it doesn't affect me at all. Or if anything, it might be like, oh, wow, that thought was that mundane. That, like, somebody else right. 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 I had the same it. thought so as someone else. is looking at, at an ad. So it's an ad saying, well, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah. yeah that's swearing on the Bible. Well, I mean, you know, like, you know about confirmation bias. You're a smart guy, right? You know, he, we learned last confirming? episode he was in psychology 101. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. I'm no. saying I know for a fact you you're, you know about confirmation bias, yeah, right? I so. know about it, but I just you know. And plus, you know, the uh, the being a part of you know being a part of of something and having your own thoughts validated. Uh, just oh yeah, just, you know. But, but you, why not consider the source? That's what I don't understand. Why not? Like, uh, like, because if it's an ad, then the source isn't some. It's not like it's. I get why Rush Limbaugh and and Alex Jones has their cronies and he can mm-hmm. say what they're. They're You're, saying, but because an ad, it doesn't have any. There's uh, some clout, people. There's some people that just don't. That literally don't. La- uh, they lack the cognitive. Not. I don't even want to say ability, but there's a want, and then there's also the ability to like think that next step. You know, oh, I don't think there's, also, there's, there's there's desire for it. And dude, there's also that South Park episode hit it right on the head. Like, right. remember, does she know she's an ad from like two seasons ago? The oh, the, yeah, the whole yeah. premise was like people don't realize that they're reading an ad they mm-hmm. don't realize that they're being sold to you know what i mean okay. like so you know you and i when we google yeah. i'm assuming the three of us probably just mentally ignore the first four things at least add, 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 add. Yeah. this yeah. is the link i'm looking for exactly there's a huge number of people that i'm learning right now yeah. that that don't do that persuadables they're like yeah. wow that's <laughs> what i'm looking for you know yeah. and they click and they don't realize it's an ad um, or like, have you ever been reading an article for something and then like maybe 30% through you're like, oh, this, you were paid to write this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is not an article. You this got me again. Yeah. yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to say, and I didn't mean to interrupt, I'm just trying to back you up and saying like, I, I don't think people even realize that there is an ad. So there is like this desire uh, to, to be right maybe. And, mm-hmm. and there mm-hmm. is, but I think also they're just like, they don't know. Yeah. You know, these people did not. It did not even occur to them that 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 maybe what they were reading was not true. Right. You know. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's disheartening. Didn't even. Didn't even th- yeah. 
Yeah. It, and it is it is disheartening, but uh, you're, you th- those people are always going to exist, and they always have, and uh, there's always going to be someone trying to persuade them. And so education, you don't think, can ever win a war against ignorance? Uh, what do you mean? Just mm, like over, no, because you're question. saying that no. that these people are always going to exist, and they're never going to see these. Uh, yeah, there's uh, always going to be the traps. But yeah, we can't educate them on traps. You can edu- you can't educate 100 percent of everybody on traps now. Why not? Because it's impossible. You can't make 100 percent of anybody do something or agree on anything. There's they you in the look whole. It's, at it's a very stand. They go. They go. Everyone right. go woo, and then everyone goes woo. I, you got, but there's always like one or two dudes that are like fuck. I don't the next do thing it. they should say is everybody notice ads that are playing with jars, and they can all yeah. if they can woo. I think they can learn. <laughs> I think ads. you're right. They can. Yeah. They can. Yeah. They can. Yeah. But it's just you know they're never. That's why there's two. You know that's why there's uh, two political parties. That's why there's two there's more than two. I'm part of two. A, a third. Which myself. which one are I'm you? I'm a communist. I'm a registered card carrying communist. Well, that's why we brought you here today. So that's right. Yeah. This is actually one of those. Blue Eagle, this is Mr. Fantastic. We have him over. <laughs> Get the that, lamp drops yeah. in, the lights dim yeah. down. I'm not even kidding. When I registered for the first time when I was 18, that was one. That was a selling factor of going, maybe somewhere forever in the Pentagon there'll be a file with like my name as a just the last case. communist. Yeah, like one of the 19. <laughs> Starring Tom Cruise. <laughs> or Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah Jackie Chan. Co- <laughs> copyright. So, sort of Patrick, sort I got to know, or not Patrick, sorry, Isaiah, yeah. I got to know, what. where does your mind go with fear? Like let's let's fearmonger. Let's freak let's out. Let's fearmonger. What, yeah. What are, where does your what are you afraid of? It's a great hack. With this? this, what did what did the great hack yeah. foster a fear? Yeah. 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 yeah thank you. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. For I think there's from what what I personally find fearful for a lot of people when they watch this they're afraid that so much knowledge is so easily accessible about them they're afraid of that, uh, which should be I guess it's very rational for somebody to be afraid of that. I'm not afraid of it because it's impossible to circumvent it. And it's already so far gone. It's like you might as well just become one with it. There's no point, and there's zero reason to be. You can't. You can't be uh, afraid of it any longer. And uh, but what really down the line of like what this a slippery. I guess if I wanted to use slippery slope kind of logic of where this could finally end up, it's that uh, our there is so much civil unrest and there's so much change affected in our country by other outside sources like Russia or China or something that manipulate us into uh, some kind of internal civil war and that is you know obviously there was any kind of death in wars like that's yeah worst case scenario I think way down the line of where it could possibly go can I ask you another question of course so at what point do you think um, okay here's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna try my best to ask this question and then Pat's gonna do what he did last time and he's gonna actually ask you the okay. question he's gonna figure <laughs> this out it's gonna be a tag team event where yeah. in this situation right now, they're allowed to access this data and they're allowed to do whatever they want with it. Right. But a police officer, to the best of my understanding, is not able to access that same data and pursue you as a criminal. Like if you texted your buddy, right. like LMAO date raped girl at mm-hmm. frat party last night, right? Um, the police officer cannot intercept that data and be like, we got him. Right. Right. Not, yes. Uh, if if I was if I were to want to sell drugs, right, and so it's like, hey, because man, it's I, an illegal it's an illegal acquisition. Of, right. Right. Of right. So it's not that they probably don't see that, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So, anyways, I'm saying, I guess, is w- what do you think should be allowed in that those cases, and and how soon, if you do believe 
that that it might become a reality where these types of data companies branch out like that. I mean, I get and, and last point to, to consider is I every time I'm saying this in my head is flashing the social credit system in China right now. Mm-hmm. So like if you combine these two things, you know, there's just recently this story about a guy who was visiting his family in China in uh, uh, for, from like a college break. And he's a part of a minority over there that I had honestly never heard of. Um, they're they're born in China, but they're Mexican. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was like. So uh, well, and so it's please, because yeah. I forgot all of that. So anyways, he he got flagged as being orange, and right now, in this, from what I understand, um, the people of his minority are being flagged automatically to to have a lower credit system, and he was stuck. He wasn't allowed to use public transport because they had mined this data about him and knew who he was, and so if he got stopped on public transport, he went to jail because wow. your social credit isn't high enough. Cold blooded, right? Yeah. So anyways. Considering all this, like, I mean, that's scary that maybe potentially government could use this data to impose kind of laws and, and things. Absolutely. You know? That is very, uh, you know, a very real dystopian reality mm-hmm. that is happening right now. With so, yeah, the, the, I'm sorry. No, I'm not, I was going to say that's actually really interesting now that I'm thinking about it because every time what you were just talking about with the, how they get that data is because you've agreed. There's a term yes. of service that you didn't read. So if that had an addendum that said this can be used to incriminate you. Would you yeah. still say okay or that actually, do you think that's going to be a straw to keep you from these social spaces? Wow, so if they could actually use it if to... If it said it right there and they're like, are you, yeah, they said that any right. data that we get from using Facebook can be used in a court of law to in incriminate you. So, yeah. so, I mean, you would do, you would agree on the on the grounds that you feel you would never do anything illegal. Exactly. That's crazy. But you don't want to because what about uh, because it what is illegal is not consistent. Mm-hmm. So what you're doing now Ooh, which yeah. you find yep. completely legal and which is legal under the eyes of the law 10 years from now might not be legal under the eyes of the law. But you are going to still do it. Well, what about even like federal laws versus local state laws right. and things, right? Like, so one of the things that's really interesting, and and one of you two may have been explaining this to me. I just learned this in the last week that you know how we have these this situation where state laws are overturning or not overturning, but but making their own laws about recreational marijuana use, right? Mm-hmm. But federally, they're still like you better not, mm-hmm. right? Um, so from what I understand, uh, states can also do the opposite. So if, if the federal government's like, all right, we're spending way too much money on this, 25 out of 50 states, so we're just going to make it legal, states can still go, no, we're not no. doing it, which yeah. I, I didn't realize that it worked both ways, you know? Right. <clears throat> so anyways, federally now it's legal, but now your local police can be like, sorry, in this good, great state of Nebraska, it's not happening. It's so you out. It can be jail. as simple as an ordinance. Like, you can't consume anything through smoke or vapor. Like, they could right. just do a city ordinance sure. and if one city could, yeah, fine you and you could get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Right. For doing something completely legal. Right. And not only doing something completely legal, like, on a different level or whatever, but 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 you weren't caught. Now we're saying that, like, the data was mine that you had been doing that and then you get, like, knock, knock, knock on your right. door and it's like, Mr. Mitchell, come do, with us. You know? Are you talking about retroactively? Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe not well, even... Could, not, you'd have to be grandfathered. No, I'm not saying retroactively. I'm saying, like, okay, so in, in oh, my right. hypothetical example medical or, or recreational marijuana is now legal at the federal level we live in the great state of nebraska and nebraska says we're not doing it you right. know so mm-hmm. by this state so local police can see that you're smoking weed because you have posted these things on facebook right. of us having a party you have a blunt and they're like you have a party over and we're also operating under the thing where patrick said where they're like hey any of the data that we use we can come get you right and then even though it's legal federally locally it's not because you're in nebraska. and they come knock on your door I know this is a super hypothetical no, dystopian. Yeah, I'm just trying to say, like, still, where does it where 
what does it end yeah. with, you know? And do you have the right? I was just thinking, this might be the stupidest question I've ever asked, but I, I, I'm digging it in my head right now, so I'm going to test it okay. out, outside my head. Go ahead. Do you have the right to be a criminal in this country? I don't know how the Bill of Rights even address it, but meaning, do you have the right, because you have the right of civil disobedience, mm -hmm. so that in, where you get arrested, but yet you say it, but they say it's your right mm -hmm. to be able to do it. So at the same time, is all crime civil disobedience, and therefore should it be protected? Underneath the first... As expression, going, you're going to mess up. It's our job to enforce the rules. I'm trying to do a Michael Winslow helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody out of the dwelling, slowly right, with your hands up. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, that is a very good question. Obviously, they would have to, uh, maybe a yeah. literalist. So it is my, uh, my, my constitutional right, yeah. because you have the right to civil disobedience, because everything being, every kind of crime being civil disobedience. Yeah, I mean, it might be pedantic, but I actually think it's pretty important, actually, to know if that is a freedom of expression, to, right. to commit a crime you know is a crime. Mm -hmm. And do it That's anyway. civil disobedience, sir. So thank uh, you, carry on. It's very nice. Thank you for showing up and trying. <laughs> but uh, I'll be all right. <laughs> that is a very, very interesting question. I don't mm -hmm. even know how to. Uh, is that kind of what you're going for? Mm -hmm. um, well, I mean, it's an expansion on the yeah. thought. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. So I mean, but he. It's it's. If anything, this should just be a a, a good thought experiment, a good th way to look at it to show that laws in general, because they are so. Uh, ambiguous across all kinds of laws. What, what what might be right over here might not be right over here. It's just like, what do we do anyway? Yeah. Just that in itself is like, what do we do? Could I challenge you guys real quick? Mm -hmm. um, Arm wrestling? Yeah. All right, three, two, one. Is there, is there any good, can you think of one, and this is, this is I mean, this in all earnest, is there any good reason to say okay and give away a freedom uh, knowing that that you will never commit an infraction upon it. So like like the Facebook thing, I go, I don't care, I live cleanly, I follow mm -hmm. the laws. Is that it, or am I taking an amoral act by surrendering my freedom, by therefore making it easier for the whole system to go down, or am I, do I have a moral obligation to, to, to withhold it? I'm just curious if it is moral, because I just, I mean, to go back to what, I'm just gonna answer no, for, I you, really, for you guys, but go back to the Holocaust, this is always right. a fun place to go. So you sit there and be like, well, I'm not Jewish. Right, which is a lot of people did. Like you know, I didn't, I wasn't in the beer hall putsch that he you know, started this whole thing. I'm more of a, oh, mild Nazi, you know, kind of in it. So I, so by just being okay, we do judge them. I feel like it's a sticky widget. I don't know how I feel about those. I think the Holocaust those, is a real sticky widget, guys. You know? <laughs> those mild Nazis. I'm not ready to shoot them just yet. Right, right. But um, we should mind their data. Right. <laughs> what, I get where you're going. Yeah. And yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, that is a very good. That's a very good analogy and a very good way of looking at it. Because even though uh, they were, I'm not a Nazi. I'll still go down and and let them inspect me to make sure I'm not Jewish. But I'll carry on with my day and I'm going to live with this. It's the, it, you're right. It's very similar. Yeah. So yeah. you will you willingly give up that right? I think maybe maybe there you could argue the point. Absolutely, you could argue yeah. the point that maybe it's not moral morally right to even yeah. give up your data because you know it, it's, it shouldn't be they shouldn't be allowed to do it they shouldn't be allowed to I think I could manipulate people into voting um, against it by saying you have a right to be a criminal right Then because everyone loves advocating for rights you know so you say Cambridge Botanical, a new company from... <laughs> it's completely different. We're hiring hey, hey Patrick, we're, we're from Cambridge Botanical we have a job for you that would be the new, that's my idea for the new company. Like they're, they're not a company anymore. If they're Cambridge not a company Analytical. anymore, we can, we can take the ball and run with it. We can take uh, yeah. Analytica? Who's selling to Nazis right now? Because 
Who's well? That's that's it's an open market. It's a wide open market. Yeah. That's why you're on this team here. So now this comes to I think we, we just got to rank it real quick. Where do you put it on the list? So in the Millennial Book Club we have a ranking system. Okay. It is must watch. Means you'll you'll tell friends and family, hey, you guys should see this. There is watch it if it's there. That means if you're hanging out with somebody, you know, you're at a friend's house and they're like, hey, uh, you mind if I put this on? You're like, sure, why not? That's watch if it's there. And the last one is go ride a fucking bike. Do anything else with your life besides waste your time watching this. And, of course, there's areas between that. So where do you guys put this? Where do you put this? The, the great hack. I know we talked more about what the film is about, kind of not like what it's actually going on in, in the film. That's but true. Ruined that segment by not watching it. It doesn't even matter. It's just, uh, oh, yeah, Patrick didn't watch But, yeah, that's okay if Patrick yeah. didn't watch it. So that's why they were explaining it to me the whole time. But, I, you, yeah, most people. You play the audience for us in this, uh, in this segment. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but still, you, can, you, can, you have the right under the, the, the road soda law. Yeah. To place it in that ranking system. Okay. For where do you think you should place it? I say it's uh, well, the first one was a must watch, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, must watch. I, I think it's a must watch because I'm th- I'm starting just to think that you have a moral imperative to be aware of how they're mining it and then uh, put in you know red herrings. Yeah, and that is what is a put because in red if you herring. destroyed their data, it's not going to mm-hmm. be valuable anymore. I want mm-hmm. oil to be number one. I want <laughs> oil. I'm a big, I'm a big oil guy. <laughs> uh, what about what about you? I say must watch because I think that um, anything that that kind of challenges your idea of what you know what's going on in your day to day life is super important. And um, even if you don't believe or agree, like I mean, I there's got to be some people out there who watch this full documentary and were like, "That's not true," (laughs) you know. That's statistically (laughs) not true. Not true. (laughs) So um, I I guess what I'm trying to say is that. it's really it's probably yeah i agree with pat like from from like in watch a, it yeah you, yeah, you, you know, should watch, watch it now. you should be you should watch it just so you can have some awareness of what's mm-hmm. going on of what's uh and i and mean prove i say it wrong say no i i can choose my destiny you can, yeah choose me wrong I'm, and say I that don't you have to be a persuadable like you were yeah saying. don't be as persuadable that's uh in fact that's that's what we're actually trying to get is our entire listening market is persuadables be, uh, don't be persuaded, everybody. <laughs> Just now, take you know. <laughs> don't be persuaded. It's like network. Run to your window. Did you ever see network? No. no gotcha. Oh. Uh, somebody giggled. All right. <laughs> so that's all that matters. All right, guys. So next week on the uh, Millennial Book Club, we're gonna watch the Chef Show. The mm-hmm. Chef Show is what we're going to watch next week. Uh, writer, director, and food enthusiast John Favreau. Oh, this is just a, uh, a an explanation I know of the that first. Guy. Yeah, you know him personally? Oh, no, I don't know him Oh, personally. okay, I don't know, man, because you, he's in the biz. <laughs> yeah, he is, no. he's deep in the he's biz. He's the biz. Uh, and Chef Roy Choi, Cho, Cho, all right, explore food in and out of the kitchen with accomplished chefs and celebrity friends. So, uh... I don't know, maybe that is just an explanation of the whole show. Yeah, John Favreau, and, and he just cooks with Roy Choi. Roy Choi? Roy Choi. Is that his name? I don't know. It's it's a good name, though. C-H-O-I. Is that uh, different than... Could be Koi. Koi? Roy? Yeah. Koi. You're right. Where he comes from. Uh, so that's the show. Uh, you know, just watch maybe one or two, whatever you want to watch, whoever wants to watch it. And if you do watch it, uh, you can send your reviews to roadsodamail at gmail.com even if you wanted to send your reviews about The Great Hack you can also send that to roadsodamail at gmail.com 
and uh, we'll send you a, a postcard and all that kind of fun stuff, and we'll track your data too. Track your data, and then uh, you know, see what uh, we can get going. This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Twenty Three and More. Twenty Three and Me predicts how you're going to die. At Twenty Three and More, we predict how you should live by analyzing your DNA. 23andMore knows exactly what you need to do to optimize your potential. At only 5'7", Spud Webb won the NBA dunk contest, and that is amazing. But 23andMore results show he would have been the Michael Jordan of accounting. I used to work the fryers at McDonald's, but then my 23andMore results showed me I wasn't living my best life. Now I'm the fry guy at Burger King, and things are really looking up. I was a dean of a community college, but I felt like I still had more potential. 23 and more helped me realize my true calling, and now I drive a cab. 23 and more. Find out who you're supposed to be. You know what that's the sound of? The sound of the show just whizzing, whizzing by like a like some kind of quick car. It's finally over. It's fi- oh. finally, <laughs> finally. He uses the term. He uses the verbiage. Finally, finally over. Here we are at the end of another beautiful episode of Road Soto, mm-hmm. episode one hundred and one. What'd you guys learn? I learned that I'm empathetic and Pat hates it. Pat, yeah, Pat we did learn that. It. We learned that. Why do you hate him being so empathetic? I don't, I don't, I, maybe it's because I hate myself, maybe. That is I hate very... You too. Because I, I don't know why it does irritate me. Because mm. you, maybe it's, maybe I'm irritated at anything anyone's good at. So he's good at being <laughs> so empathetic. He's, he's, he's re- you could back me up, Isaiah. He's really good at being empathetic. He is, yeah. Really, like, it, he'll always have something empathetic to say. You've always got something it's empathetic a, to say. Endless well. <laughs> and, um, what, what about you? Yeah. Mr. Ohula Hoop, what'd you learn? I can't believe I wasn't prepared for this. Um, I, I keep going back to that lady at the Applebee's, yeah. throwing out the baby and what the court would be like. I've got a girlfriend that watches everything, True Discovery, you know, like crime drama and all this. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's seductive. It's I don't know if it's just Schadenfreude, is that what's called? Freudenschade? Whatever it means mm. bad in German, it means bad someone else's bad makes me happy right okay Shade and Freud. i don't know if it's just that or if it's if it's you, you feel safer because the distance right i guess if you if you find out that i guess that's it it's directly proportionate once you find out there's something scary in the world your fear is directly proportionate to how far away it is of you at that time right okay so like i think it's when we watch it on a screen we go well this happened in the past like charlie manson i'm not I'm not, yeah, it's so, not now. So instead of being afraid, like we should be, we're actually relieved. Because I watch it, I'm not afraid, even though it's horrific. Oh, yeah, you're too far removed, man. I guess that's what it is. So I learned uh, that I'm getting a real appetite for this true crime stuff. Because when I when you told that story, I was like, I really hope in a couple of years I hear this. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'll watch a... I'll be dramatized <laughs> and there's a punting. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. like a... Sub- they, sh- they, they really amp up the noise of the thud in the trash right. can. You know, in the intro, you made a uh, reference to her throwing the baby. Yeah. Right? And you said how hard Toss. she threw you. I will say that uh, uh, I went to lunch with some of my coworkers. So it was like a couple couple of uh, am- data analysts, uh, a couple of engineers, and then um, some geospatial scientists. And we actually had an entire conversation about the optimal age, size, weight, uh, to and, throw and it. to punt <laughs> a baby. Right. And here's what's funny is 
when I thought punt, I thought holding it out and dropping yeah. it. So yeah. I said, okay, head has to be towards the knee. Um, are we allowed to use string to keep the feet in like a turkey? Yeah, you to know? tie them up. Yeah. Or is it going to be? So we said no, no external stuff. So the baby's going to be flopping. So be a regulation so then, baby. Right. Yeah, and so then, yeah. And then I was like, okay, so what's the uh, uh, the baby's going to react? Obviously, it doesn't want to be kicked after you kick. It's going to squirm. And so we had like all these back of the napkin math change the game i realized that that half of us were considering punting being dropping it but no no no, no sorry 20 percent of us most of them Data were thinking <laughs> most of them were thinking put it on like a thing like yeah. a kickoff right. that's a place like, kick that's so they not don't a watch punt. football yeah, yeah that's not a punt and so, so that's, a place uh, kick. that's completely um, different so so then <laughs> we had to we had to go through and, and and redo some some math but like you know yeah, punting babies. I'm okay with it. Is what okay. I'm trying to say. Even yeah, if you're at an Applebee's, I yeah. think they're they're pretty cool. With that. Yeah, that's so. I'm gonna start hanging out, having Bahama Mamas on Tuesday nights at Applebee's, hoping I can punt a baby. You know, what's amazing about that is that that's. I think you could show baby punting on TV and be completely okay as long yeah. as you don't show them landing. If you Where? cut before they land, <laughs> I think it's funny. I think once they land is when it ruins that's the joke. Right. right. No, the, see, it's funny when they kick them. It's yeah. the landing that we can't show. And, and I will say that the rule was the distance is uh, you had to clear a um, a five foot fence, which doesn't mm. seem very high, but a baby is weird. So so you couldn't just punt, kick it. You had to actually like arc it enough. So you had to be you had to be uh, uh, five feet away from the fence, mm. and then when you punted it, it had to land on the other side of the fence. So you had to get enough arc to to go about we'll say seven feet and arc over a five foot fence. Right? Yeah. It's a lot of math involved. Yeah. It's a very heavy baby, though. Yeah. Like little water sacks. Shout out to Gabe, who had some really cool diagrams. Really cool diagrams. <laughs> you should see some of his work on baby <laughs> punting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, I learned that uh, your data is more valuable than oil. Uh, not if I have anything to do with it. Yeah. If, if luck, hopefully, this. if we can get you Pat's in there. just been it. buying gasoline. So he, he's just storing it. giving Gas all of our up. data out on the podcast if it's that valuable? What do you mean? We well, need to be behind this has all been wall. data. Like they yeah. didn't know about punting babies. And You're right, guys. Uh, retract that data. <laughs> yeah. Retract that data. We're yeah. gonna. It's an honor system. You can, don't listen to a couple minutes ago. <laughs> don't listen. If you, if you could, uh, guys. If you ever want to write in, you can always write into the podcast, and we give you postcards and all kinds of stuff. You can write into roadsodamail at gmail.com. This week for the Millennial Book Club segment, we're watching the Chef Show. Chef Show. Chef Show. And you got so next week we'll come and you can of course send your thoughts to us about that, and then uh, next week we'll come back and watch it and or not watch it but we'll come back and talk about it after we watch it, guys. Uh, one last thing. If there's anything you do that's gonna change your life and make your life better, go to bed early. For the love of fucking God, go go to bed early. It will change your fucking life. It's not enough of a sell. I hear you what you're saying, I, and your enthusiasm is seductive. Well, imagine your life right now. Yeah. And imagine Oof. your life being. Yikes. Yeah. yeah I'm also, imagine it, imagine it a better like twofold. That's what that's what going to sleep early can but, offer but you. But twice of a bad life. That wasn't a good sell either. <laughs> <laughs> right now than X two, and that's like everybody oh, wants fuck. more. I'm gonna go to bed later. Everybody wants more. But don't you want to be awake? Doesn't everything good that happen ha- happens while you're awake? No. No, no what happens when no. you asleep? Because I am not privy to it when I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that is what makes it so awesome. All right.